folks, it's Tuesday. I'm Drew Berkowitz. This is my show. Damn glad to be back with you today. Thanks to you fine gentlemen for covering down. Yes. Thanks to all of you for being patient out there. Uh, although I don't think you needed to be patient. It's still a fun show, uh, regardless of whether I'm here. <laughs> uh, so glad to, to see all of you guys here. So glad to see so much conversation going on about taint in the chat. Uh, <laughs> or also known as the Gaza Strip. Very timely. Very timely. Indeed. We've got a smart crowd. A smart crowd. We really do. I, I mean that in, uh, in, in the most sincere way. Um, and it is in the title, as someone said. There, there's lots of like, why is everyone saying that? It's I don't in the know. Title. It's in the title. It's in the title. In wait, the wait a second. You used the word taint in the show title? Sure did. Jenna Ellis and Sidney Powell sing to prosecutors to save themselves, comma, taint the jury pool. Yeah. Pool. There we go. I, I almost. Well, you brought this on yourself. I did. I almost texted you to be like, are you sure you want that? But I was like, I'm just going to let it slide. He it's sent right it. there. So it's right in between. No, we won't get into it. You guys can figure that out. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Some people call it the fleshy fun bridge, too. <laughs> the <just so> you... <laughs> fleshy fun bridge. <laughs> be safe. <clears throat> uh, we're out of here, folks. I'm going back on vacation. Um, One uh, slip of the tongue from sushi on the barbershop floor. Floor to a copper penny. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. All right. <laughs> Be safe. <laughs> I'm just going to have a cigar. Um, no, guys, appreciate you guys um, hanging out with us tonight. It was uh, so I was up in Minnesota. I was watching. It was this at least one of several times that I go up to a, a Vikes game. It was a great game. We got the win. Josh Dobbs pulling out some more miracles. Looking good. Had some good time with my brothers um, and only missed one show, which was remarkable because I was gone for multiple days. But we had yeah. we got Thursday done and then only missed yesterday. Uh, Tom and Disco did an awesome job covering down on that. So excited to be back with you guys. Excited for the rest of the week. And then, man, Kyle, it's already Thanksgiving next week, which is crazy. We Newsflash, we won't be doing you probably won't be watching. We're not going to be doing Thanksgiving Thursday. We'll be here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Not going to do next Thursday, um, <clears throat> but excited for the rest of this week. Excited for those days. Excited for getting the studio decorated, too. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Can we get a John Madden turkey for, like, our last day in studio? Yeah. I don't see why we... I, I think we should. Boom! Sorry. Yeah. Where do you get... Tough acting to <laughs> <laughs> Um I don't know where you get those. We'll have, to, we'll, have to, we'll have to research that. We'll have to research that. We hope that you're uh, spending some time with us over on Rumble, rumble.com forward slash Drew Berquist. That's where we're at. If you're somewhere else, that's great. Wherever you guys are, we're glad that you're there. We, we engage more with the crowd over on Rumble. So come check it out against rumble.com forward slash Drew Berquist. Uh, or just go to Rumble, search Drew Berquist. You'll find it. Look for the one with the red box around it that shows that we're live. Uh, make sure that you hit that like button wherever you are. Uh, as well as the subscribe button. If you're on if you're on YouTube or one of the legacy places, make sure you hit that that bell icon to get notifications. We're getting to a point where the live stream is going to primarily or exclusively be on Rumble, but <clears throat> but we'll talk about that as we go. But hit that button. Make sure you're getting notifications. Um, and make sure you you are still subscribed. I got unsubscribed again. 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 Yes. Yeah. A, a producer. And crew member on the show. I managed the YouTube yes. page and I got unsubscribed. So, so ridiculous. Again. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Uh, tons to get to today. Biden gave us some more, let's just call them special moments, shall we? The Israeli Defense Force took us on a tour of one of the hospitals in Gaza. 
One of the ones that everyone's saying, don't touch those. They're just hospitals. No, no, they're not. They're not. Jenna Ellis and Sidney Powell, both whores, dishing stories on Trump as part of their plea deal. I can't actually confirm the first part, but they're definitely dishing some information here. You got Jake Sullivan who says not to worry. <laughs> just forget about the Chinese spy balloons. Just wait till he says why. What he said. It's remarkable. Gavin Newsom cleaning things up in San Francisco. Not for San Francisco, but for, you guessed it, China. It's all for China. Kathy Hochul said some things that should alarm New York residents. Pretty much everyone, if we're being honest. We'll get into all that. Before we do, though, folks, please pay attention to the Bidenomics that's not working out there. Pay attention to our broken economy and pay attention to our good friends who have brought this first commercial, this first hour to you commercial free at American Alternative Assets. Things are not going well out there. I'm not saying that to, to be Debbie Downer. I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm just telling you straight up, things are not going great in terms of the economy. You guys have all worked your asses off to build up, grow your 401k, IRA, your personal savings. And that number looks different for all of you, too. But whatever it is, big, small, somewhere in between, you've worked your ass to get there. So make sure you protect it. The economy, the, the, the value of the dollar are all in a perilous place. But you can act now before it's too late with one straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole. All you got to do is contact my friends at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar in volatile markets with gold and silver IRAs. Dial 833, the number 2, USA Gold. That's 833-287-2465 or visit protectfrombiden.com. Okay, let's get into the depressing stuff. Let's do it. Let's do the news cruise. Okay. It's a great song. It's a great song. It's a great song. I love Kevin. You had me at Taint. Uh, <laughs> so I feel like we got a lot of people at Taint tonight. Uh, Someone said we, they are. We are a tainted crew. Oh, that's so, for damn sure. Yeah. If there's one thing that we can, I can promise you about tonight and about forevermore is that this is a tainted and and forevermore. But we're a fun crew, uh, no doubt. Um, so let's get into this. Joe Biden tried speaking today. Oh boy. Uh, did you get the newest ones? This is there was oh, one. Hang on, I gotta. Yeah, you just pull those in. So he, we've got a couple of Biden clips, and I it doesn't. I guess the order doesn't matter per se, but <clears throat> a couple of Biden clips. I think three, if I'm not mistaken. So we're gonna pull in. Yeah, I think it's that one. Um, we're gonna pull them in and show them. Yeah, we got a couple of Jake Sullivan clips. We got a bunch of stuff that's coming. But he tried speaking today, and it went kind of like this. It's an impact, an impact the decades have been making because inaction was, uh, there was inaction for much too long. Look, uh, but we're acting now. We have been acting. We've come to the point where it's foolish for anyone to deny the impacts of climate change anymore. <laughs> climate change is like a fat girl with a cute face. Really good at doing... <laughs> <laughs> some, some other stuff. <laughs> That's you, Tom, slipping stuff in there. <laughs> Doing things that just keeps her around, right? And you want to keep her around, but if a smoke show comes along, Fatty's got to take a seat on the bench. And that's where climate change is right now. 
<laughs> it's true. It is true. It's true. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much. Uh, polish that copper penny, says Kevin. Um, and we're off to an amazing I'm start seeing tonight. stars. I'm laughing so hard. Thank uh, you for that. I read what you put in there. Thank you so much, Tom. <laughs> but seriously, climate change always gets a second seat whenever something bigger comes on. We saw it with COVID. It's you know? true. It's true. If they could have done the lockdowns for climate change, it's so it's like, all right, fatty, got to get on the bench. We got COVID. Now it's all right, fatty, get on the bench. We've got, you know, Israel and Palestine, Palestinians. <laughs> You know, so just side point. So, you know, we have a collaboration with notes and, and everything. And I said it right before things went on tonight. I said, well, I haven't checked the notes again. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why you need to. Because when Tom Cunningham works in your studio, you start to kind of look over. And not all of it's even all scripted. Some of it's just bullet point. I mean, there's just kind of it's a, it's a mix, mix mash of, of things that pop up on my screen. And then you see stuff coming. You're like... Oh boy. <laughs> the best part is my wife wants to know what Tom has written in the notes because, you know, I've been working at home every now and then just because of stuff that's been going on at home. And I'll let her read it. And she's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. But then, but then yeah. the next day she's like, what did he add? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, but, it's, but it's great. It's always entertaining. But I mean, if you were to transliterate, and I don't have it here, and someone, a couple people did a great job online but if you were to transliterate what he said or apparently said it, so many of those words are not words there's some stuff in there that are words and then it kind of makes you feel like he's saying lots of words but in fact he only had a couple real words in that string of 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 sentences that he just spewed out there it's remarkable leader of the free world hey mike mike hunt face is back that's right he changed his name back i love it I love it, Mike. Glad you're here. Colty, glad to be back. Glad to see all of you guys. Debbie, all of you guys coming in. Thanks so much uh, for, for welcoming me back. It's exciting to be back, and it's exciting to continue on with Joe Biden here. So let's do it. Because Well, actually, we've got a couple more. you have a couple more thoughts on, on climate change? Well, it, well, just Joe Biden's whole—you know—it's an existential threat. This is a guy who's got, you know, a couple of beachfront front mansions, and then we see Jeff Bezos is moving down to Miami Beach to what is it, Fisher Island or Star Island? Uh, so he chose Florida. I didn't know that. That's where he was moving. Yeah. Also, modeling in pictures now, apparently. Yeah, dude, that's what happens when you get on the testosterone injections. I got to get on that, man. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's just do it around here. Let's do it on air. <laughs> Let's give each other testosterone injections. I'll put one in your taint if you put one in mine. <laughs> That's where they do it, right? That's where we're doing it. No, they do it in the butt. I th well, I mean, well, like the, like the butt cheek. Not the butt, but like the butt cheek. So off, so off track already. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> but... It, this whole climate, it, people are getting so tired of this. People like myself have lived through this for the last 40 years, and people in our audience, I'm sure, have lived through it a lot longer than that. You know, we always talk about how it was the coming ice age. Then it was, oh, it's global warming. Then it was, there's a hole in the ozone layer. Then it was acid rain. And then it was, oh, no, it's, you know, global warming and now climate change. Speaking of acid rain, and when I say Speaking of, completely not at all. But you say acid rain, and it made me want to start singing about purple rain. Purple rain. You know, and I'm up in Minneapolis this oh, weekend yeah. and somehow survived in a, a land of 
call to prayer and, and no law enforcement. Did you hear the call to prayer or no? No, I didn't. Okay. It's not, not we're at, we stay in a nice area, but like there's, there's, you know, murals and wall paintings everywhere for Prince, as there should be. Prince was an absolute stud. Yeah. Questionable life decisions in some areas, maybe, but musician. I mean, the dude was an animal, and it's supposed to be an amazing guy, too. But even in the, it, we're leaving in the airport yesterday, and there's now, <clears throat> there's, it's maybe been there for a while, but there's now a Prince shop. Like, literally, it's oh, yeah. Prince. Really? Yeah. And it's all Prince memorabilia. Yeah. Whoa. Dude, I almost dropped a lot of money in there. When we were in Wisconsin and I was heading back to L.A., I had to connect through Minneapolis, and I saw that same shop, and I'm like, I cannot go in there or else I'm going to drop a lot of cash in here. I'll buy it all. Exactly. It's cool. I mean, but you know, you've made it if you have your own shop named after you with your own merchandise in an airport. Nice, really nice airport, too. But just a side note, I am excited because I believe the family has been coming to a decision to release the songs that he recorded, but never released. But never released. That would be and great. I'm excited to see That'd be that great. come out. Yeah, I love it. Well, let's go back to Biden because <clears throat> we showed you trying to, him trying to talk there. It didn't go great. Then the Las Vegas Golden Knights, the NHL team, visited the White House over the weekend, as do all world championship sports teams. As usual, Joe, he just he can't help himself. He tried to interject himself into the opening remarks. Here's what the leader of the free world had to say. Just one promise. Don't get the filled up Eagles to leave and go. Because <laughs> I'll get divorced if that happens. <laughs> I married a Philly girl, and and it's a long story. Flyers, Joe. Flyers. <laughs> the team you're looking for is the Philadelphia Flyers, not the Eagles. That's football. We're, ta we're talking hockey. I mean, it, it's just remarkable. And by the way, does anyone think that Jill Biden is really a hockey fan, really cares about the Flyers? No, she doesn't. She pretends that she does care about the Eagles, who he referenced which is maybe why that's the only he can, you know, he only has the capacity to remember one name. Did we show footage of her there during yeah. the national anthem and she couldn't even really sing the national yeah. anthem? She was like, like barely wording in and out. It's not good. Yeah. It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. Bottom line though, <clears throat> you look at all of this, you look, I mean, we talk about this all the time. You look at where this party is, where the DNC is, who their candidate's going to be, who their candidate's not going to be, how things are going to be positioned moving into what's what's now less the elections less than a year away and the bottom line for joe is that he is a lot closer to hospice than he is to re-election he just is and that's that sounds mean-spirited and it maybe kind of is but at the end of the day you can't argue that and what's sad about it is that the people on the left are totally fine with it. They're fine with him, his deteriorating brain, because you know what? They know he's not really in charge. They've turned this into, they've turned the presidency into a figurehead position. And they're totally cool with him not being in charge of anything, including his bowels. They just, they're, they're totally good with it. Like, yeah, but there shouldn't be a yeah, but when it comes to the future of our country, the future of the presidency, the future of so many things that are, are supposed to matter to our country, used to matter to our country. Has it been broken for a long, long time? Yes, absolutely. Longer than we even give it credit for being broken. But you, you've got to care about those things, and the other side doesn't. Where we're outraged, they're like, it's no big deal. <clears throat> and, and, and that in and of itself is a really big deal.
Yeah, because you always hear the left, especially politicians, going, well, you know, all, scientists have come to a consensus. Well, economists have come to a consensus. The left is always about coming to a consensus, which means that nobody's responsible for making a decision. And so they rely on these panels that, you know, like work in the background to come up with policy and just want to wheel out some sort of figurehead, give a couple of speeches, even if they're incoherent speeches, wheel them back in and just make sure that the consensus of scientists have pushed this forward or consensus of economists have pushed this forward. Yeah. And that's what that's what they're fine with. They enjoy that because if you're a leftist, typically you're not in charge of really anything. And if you are in charge, you're doing that just out of, you know, business and political expediency to make sure that your stock rises in whatever field that you're in, because it's very trendy to be a capitalist, but also be on the left. So you look like a good capitalist, and that way you avoid the slings and arrows from the left. And that's what we're seeing, you know, with everybody from Howard Schultz to Jamie Dimon to, you know, everybody who are big proponents in the business world of ESG. And that that's the kind of cover that you take, bro. I'm sitting there. I'm sitting having coffee, and you know our routine is. And you guys are just gonna get kind of like little side stories from from the boys trip, um, kind of parceled in throughout. But but you know we get up, we have our coffee, sitting. It was great hotel, great lounge, not like lounge, but like lobby slash lounge area. And we're sitting there having coffee one of the mornings, just having some good brother conversation, wholesome conversation, checking in on each other, this that and the other. And you can hear this chick. First of all, I hate it when people are overly loud on a work call in a public setting. Like, put, you know, put, figure it out. Walk, pace. <laughs> Outside. You know, and go. you know what I told that son of a bitch? <laughs> I told that son of a bitch that if he wasn't going to order 800 units, then fuck him. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but you have this lib chick, right? And it's Minneapolis, so there's tons of them up there. And sitting there at this table right next to us and is, is doing this Zoom call, this video Zoom call. And talking loudly, and she's talking about, and they get into a part where she, they get into ESG training and ESG policy for their company. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, guys, stop just for a second. I just got to listen to this for a second. And it, but it's remarkable. I don't know what company it was. It doesn't really matter because almost all of them are starting to do that crap now. But you, you, you see the prevalence of this stuff. And even my middle brother, who's less political than the rest of us. But smart and on our side, just less political. Like he stopped and was like, "This is some BS. Like that—that's gonna backfire on us." I'm like, "Yes, it is, <laughs> big time." But but it's just crazy to hear. I mean, you've got companies who are like, "Okay, in the next hour, we're going to be talking about our corporate ESG policies and how we can screw over our people and control our people and blah 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 blah." All of that. It's it's it, six months ago, nine months ago. You talk about ESG scores. Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. There's no such thing as an ESG score. What are you, QAnon? And you're like, no, this is exactly, you know, we're doing exactly what the Chai Coms have been doing. Look at our COVID policies. All of our COVID policies came from China. China. And look at the ESG. I remember in 2018 when they didn't call it ESG, they called it social compliance or a social credit system that they were implementing in China. And I was like, man, if this ever, this, hopefully this will never come to the United States. I don't think that it will. 
but this would be a total nightmare. And I started talking to people about a social credit system. You're a conspiracy <clears throat> theorist. You know, stop listening to Alex Jones, you QAnon weirdo. Right. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, like you're saying, let's talk about ESG for the next hour. It stands for Environmental Governance and Social. We have to be equitable in everything we do, and so each department head has to come up with a checklist of how you're going to be ESG compliant with each of these categories. Right. It's, it's gone from your a lunatic to, uh, this is normal, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's mainstream. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's totally normal now, it, it, and it's, it, if, you're, if you're not on board with it, you're not normal, and yeah. again, super, super concerning. But <clears throat> let's carry on with Joe, because we've got a little bit more Joe, because he then sat down um, and fielded questions about the hospital in Gaza. And there's, to be clear, there's multiple hospitals, <clears throat> hospitals in Gaza. Mostly people have been talking about the El Shifa, I think it's Shifa, Sifa, whichever whatever one it's called, uh, in Gaza that houses part of the Hamas command structure. Well, the own, old prune needed some help from his elder abusing spouse Jill uh, as it pertained to the question. Here's the exchange, and then we're going to get into a little bit more serious aspects of this. Take a listen. Hospital in Gaza, Kelly was in. Gaza, have you expressed any specific concerns to Israel on that, sir? Well, uh, you know, I uh, have not been reluctant in expressing my concerns as going on. Um, and it's my hope and expectation that uh, there will be uh, less intrusive action relative to the hospital. Uh, we're in contact. And with, uh, with the Israelis, also, there is an effort to uh, uh, take this pause to deal with the release of prisoners. And that's being negotiated as well with the Qataris that are engaged. And uh, so I remain somewhat hopeful. But the hospital must be protected. And All right, so he's got to be... He's got to be helped through what the question actually is. You guys, there's an all-out effort to keep Joe in, like he's looking like he's in charge. Operation Weekend at Bernie's. That, that's what this is called. Great movie, by the way. But not when it's the commander-in-chief of your, of your country. Did you see the look on his face when he was, people were shouting out questions? He was like... Mm -hmm. It was just—you could tell he was overwhelmed. That yeah. There's nobody home. Right. And he's just reacting to loud noises. Well, he is because I mean, it, and this is what this is what's tricky about this too, because you'll see this w with with different events, different days, different times of different days, where the dosage of his medication, whatever it might be, is in check and it's a little bit better, right? He's never like super on his game. You can tell when he's on his game because he tries his little two-step shuffle <laughs> and then gets exhausted. But but you can see it when when. When he's got a little bit more energy, he seems a little bit more with it, a little bit more witty. And then you can see the the times in between, and certainly the times like this, or the beginning of the show today where we showed that clip where he's talking and it's like totally unintelligible what he said, where it's just not working at all. It's worn off, the dosage wasn't dosage you know was not right, whatever the case might be. Or his heart rate isn't where it should be to yeah. be able to take the dosage that they need to give him. hundred percent. 100%. But, I mean, from a practical and clinical standpoint, Joe Biden's mental state 
is somewhere between a toddler and a bedridden child with or adult with with down syndrome or some other some other and that's not attacking people with that by the way we've got people in our family who have that but you you've got no some people with serious mental issues serious serious issues yeah. that are going on and he's not where he should be and and it, it's just it's just where we are it, no, yeah, you're absolutely right. And what I find really disgusting about this is, one, Jill Biden still propping him up there, you know, doing the whole uh, Edith Wilson thing with, with when Woodrow suffered his stroke and right. pretty much became the first uh, female president of the United States. But watch what the media does. Kelly O'Donnell asked that question. And so what the media is doing now, they're playing their whole role in the propaganda bit to make Joe Biden look coherent. Because they started off, the camera operator started off with the single shot of Joe Biden. Once Joe starts talking, and being a, you know, former, you know, news photographer myself, and also, you know, a career as a director of photography on different reality shows, you know, there's certain things that you know what to do and when to do them and everything. And right. When you're, especially in the news field, if you're getting a soundbite from somebody, you go ahead and you get that soundbite that you need, and then you go back and you start shooting your cutaways. So that way you can put two sound bites together but what NBC is doing is they're pulling away so you don't have the actual sound bite of Joe trying to speak and later on in the edit you can take and we used to call them Franken bites and they're still used where you take a part of a sentence here and a part of a sentence there and you put it together to make it a complete thought mm, yeah, and yeah. that's what they're doing they're Franken biting the president because they know whatever he says isn't going to come out properly so instead of having Having the, the picture to go along with his voice, you don't have the picture anymore. You just have that cutaway of Kelly O'Donnell, and you can make that soundbite whatever you want it to be. Right. So I keep watching that because the, the worse he gets, the more and more you'll see the press corps doing that. Do stuff like that. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's a great tidbit, too, because um, if, if you're not paying attention, you don't have the background you do— or, Either or. It could just be you're not paying attention. It's easy to slide that by, all that. Oh, yeah. Easy to be like, oh, it, it, it seems, sounds like him. You can still see something from that setting. It, it makes sense that he, he did that, or whoever did it. it just happens to be him in this case. Uh, and it's not <laughs> Jill Biden's a stanky taint. I love <laughs> the, I mean, the conversation. We may never get it back on track today. But, <clears throat> no, it's a great point, Tom. And, and speaking of hospitals, he's responding they're talking about it. You've got everyone saying stuff, you know, him, Biden, so many others calling for protection for the hospitals. And I, th look, this is a long clip. We'll talk over parts of it. We might cut in at parts of it, but I want to show it. And, and also keep in mind, this is war. There's propaganda. Everyone puts out what they want to put out. But I will tell you, and I'll tell you my thoughts on it more on the back end uh, as to why I believe this. But you had the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force who released a video showing the Rantisi Children's Hospital in Gaza, which is not the El Shifa one that a lot of people are talking about. So this is another hospital, a children's hospital, the Rantisi Children's Hospital in Gaza. And, and you've got IDF who's gone in and shown you with video how it's being used as, as more than a hospital. Take a look. We'll discuss afterwards. I'm here in Gaza City. We are here next to a house of a terrorist. This is one of the senior terrorists 
who is the head of the operational naval operations that led the raids into Israel. His house is right next to a, to a school. His house is 200 yards from the hospital, the hospital of Rantisi. Next to his house, there is a tunnel. Now I want to show you an operational tunnel. The tunnel is built with electricity. We first saw the solar panels, then the electricity goes here, and it goes down directly to the tunnel. Now you can see the tunnel. You can see the tunnel. The tunnel is let down more than 20 meters down. The robot found a door, a door that is bulletproof. It's, uh, it's explosive proof, so it looks like a hard evidence, a clear evidence that the hospital direction is connected. This is a cover tunnel. It's part of the same floor and it slides down here. So it's a cover tunnel so nobody can find it. This is Rantisi Hospital. And this is the place where I showed you the tunnel. I want you to see. This is the back side of the hospital. Hamas used this hospital. Tonight we have entered into this building. I will show you the evidence. Let's enter into the hospital. We're now entering into the area of the hospital where we had the, found the evidence. Uh, this operation was conducted by uh, Israeli Special Unit, the Israeli Navy SEALs. This is still an operation that is conducting. And I'm showing you the first evidence to see. We are now, we are now in the area of the basement of the hospital. I want to show you a room where we found all the gear, the operational gear of Hamas. Hamas is using hospitals, like we showed the evidence in Shifa Hospital. In other hospital, we are now seeing it in live in Rantisi Hospital. A operation still conducting right now. Look at what Hamas is holding inside the hospital. I want you to understand. This kind of gear is a gear for a major fight. These are explosives. These are vests, vests with explosives. Yeah, it's a body vest for terrorists to explode on forces. Among hospitals, among patients, we have hand grenades, Kalachnikovs, and then we have the RPGs. People shooting RPGs from hospitals. This is Hamas firing RPGs for hospitals. The world has to understand who is Israel fighting against. We are now in the basement, and in this basement we found a motorcycle. They were all used in the massacre of the 7th of October. They even have bullets in this motorcycle. So they came back from the massacre on the 7th of October into Rantisi Hospital with hostages on a motorcycle. We're still researching this. Yards from here, we find the chair, a woman, clothes, and a rope. A rope next to the legs. And look above this, look above it. It's a baby bottle. It's a baby bottle in a basement above a World Health Organization sign. 
This is a suspicion for an area where hostages were being held. We're now looking at an infrastructure. You don't need to build something improvisedly in a hospital in the basement. Unless you want to hold someone in the basement, you don't want anyone to see him. Again, we're in the same basement, and here we see diapers, and we see, I don't know, maybe something. We see diapers. I want you to see this room. It's in the basement of the hospital. We can see this area is a closed area from the rest of the hospital. We can see the ventilation air that was done improvisedly to this area. And we can see infrastructures that was built in here. Toilets, shower, a small kitchen will provide the terrorists their needs. Also conduct a hideout, a hideout where terrorists take hostages and hideout. And I will show you now the evidence. You're now entering into the room where we suspect the hostages were being held. I want you to look at this room. People are putting curtains with nothing above, just wall. No reason to put here a curtain, unless you want to film hostages and deliver movies. And now we'll show you more evidence. In this room, there is a list. This list, in Arabic, in Arabic, this list says, we are in an operation. The operation against Israel started in the 7th of October. This is a guardian list where every terrorist writes his name and every terrorist has his own shift guarding the people that were here. All right. All right, so it, <clears throat> it ended on us there, but <clears throat> here, here's, the, here's the point of it, right? I mean, so you've got some compelling evidence, and, and, and you should take it with a grain of salt, because anyone can film anything, and anyone can present any, any side of the story that you want. But when you know these types of areas of operation, you know how extremists work. You know, I've told you before, I'm not going to dive into it in, in, at, at length here tonight. But I've told you before, going against extremists, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, and others who have done similar things. ISIS being the more, more recent, more familiar for me, where they've used hospitals and, and, and stuff like this. <clears throat> so... You could say, well, yeah, they set those weapons there. They set this there. Okay, it's possibility. I, I, you know what hurt is his credibility is there being a bottle down there. It's like, well, it's a children's hospital like that, and diapers aren't, aren't necessarily out of the norm. Yeah. But you're in the basement. But my, my point is, is look, I, I, I worked in this world. I lived in this world. These guys do these types of things. Was the Rantisi Children's Hospital the, the prime example of it? I don't know. I don't know. But— it jives. It makes it makes perfect sense with how groups like Hamas, Hezbollah, ISIS, all of these groups operate and how they've done it in the past. And I firmly believe, and we'll talk about it in a second here, that El Shifa, the other hospital, is in fact doing that. We've got U.S. intelligence that's come out and suggested as much now, too. Uh, but <clears throat> I, I, I find it to be interesting and I find it to be important because even if you don't believe it, even if you don't believe it, what it does, and that, and that could be you in the audience, that could be someone out there who's, who's poked their head and is watching tonight, whatever the case might be, is look, man, it, it is, war is crazy. Conflict like this is crazy. 
the stuff that happens is 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 vile and devious and all of those things and and this stuff does happen so whether it's rentisi rentisi and and el shifa or just el shifa or whatever the case might be is it's 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 complicated and and when people start saying hey you can't attack this or you can't attack this you can only attack that what do you think the other side's going to do they're going to use that as cover um which which again i don't know anything about this particular children's hospital I don't, I don't know if you guys knew this about me, but I don't spend most of my time studying children's hospitals in the Middle East. But Weird. But I, but I do understand extremists, and I understand how they tend to do things. Yeah, I mean, this video, there, for me, there's a lot of things that, you know, are a bit suspect. The baby diaper, the, the, the bottle on top. But I think the—I the, understand why um, Israel's doing this, why the IDF is doing this. Because they're not in control of the narrative. You have the mainstream media is in control of the narrative, and for 99% of the mainstream media is made up of anti-Semites. Right. So they have to figure out some way where they can put their message out. And like you're saying, war is all about propaganda and controlling the messaging. And so I understand totally why they're doing this. There were a couple of things that I noticed. One, when he went from outside to inside, obviously he took his helmet off because he banged the shit out of his forehead on something because he's cut when he goes into the exterior, the interior, and starts talking about the things that he's found in there. Right. The evidence to me is so compelling that Hamas is using the hospital and that area for some sort of, op you know, as a you know, tactical operations place that you don't need to go the baby diaper route. You don't need to go the baby bottle. The reason why you do that is to elicit some sort of emotion from people. But the evidence that he was pointing out to me was very compelling, especially the curtains. That was one thing that when he started doing it, I was like, you know, that's weird having curtains in a bunker. And it's like, well, these are for hostage videos. I was like, ah. Nailed it. Because whenever you see the, these hostage videos and you see curtains in the background, you think to yourself, oh, you know, they must be, even though they're terrorists and they've taken these hostages, they're, you know, they're in a house somewhere and they're being treated really nicely because there's curtains in the background. And I just never put that together until he mentioned that. And I thought that part of it was genius. But the you know the emotional appeal and believe me i understand i know that hamas has done a lot of horrific shit on the october 7th attacks that involve children but i think if you know if it were me i would in i was in the idf and i was making you know these videos that can be very effective we've seen how effective they are here in the united states when it comes to critical incidences and you have public information officer uh, public inf information departments putting out the body cam videos the uh, dash cam videos and any kind of cell phone footage that's around and they draw a complete picture of what of what happened in that incident and the reason why they do that is to try and quash any kind of riots that will happen with you know folklore that's going on about the incident so i i commend the idf for you know taking this route and i think they should but you know once you start getting like over propagandizing things then you kind of lose a lot of people who are skeptical skeptical to begin with yeah no it's a hard balance man it's a it's a hard balance because You've got people out there still. I mean, there's still people talking about Al Shifa being um, 
uh, <clears throat> being bombed and attacked, or the other Palestinian hospital being bombed and attacked. Oh, with 500 people dying well, 500 in there? When people it was dying, the parking they, lot. And it was a parking lot, and yeah. it was Palestine, it was Hamas who hit it, not Israel. And you still have people doing that. So you do have to counter it, but you right. got to counter it with his. Is credible of stuff. And I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this is not credible, but you've got to counter it with as, as believable of stuff as as possible. Babylon B, by the way, had an amazing headline on this story today. I'll just read it. But their headline was Hamas says that all the AK-47s found in Gaza hospital were strictly for med, uh, medicinal use. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, take that for what it's worth. Um, there's no doubt some troll out there who's going to be like, that's not, that's a parody site. We know you're adorable. You're adorable. <laughs> Go back to masturbating in your mom's basement. Um, so the other main hospital, though, the, the one that everyone's talked about, we've talked about in the show, that the one that people are, have brought up in discussion more is the Al-Shifa hospital. And we've shown you the video before that IDF also put out talking about their command structure. We got a picture of it, I think, Disco somewhere, <clears throat> but... We can just pop it up. It's just a still of, of parts of that, that video from before. But you've got U.S. officials who have come out and confirmed reports about there being command uh, and infrastructure under the Al-Shifa hospital for Hamas. Lots of different, you know, quadrants and corridors and whatnot. Um, and if we don't have the picture, that's fine. But, but you've, you've got more people stepping up and saying, hey, you know, this is legit. This is real. We believe— Intelligence is indicating, you know, what IDF said is true. Again, you look historically at how these types of groups operate, and it, it should lead you to the the odds are it's true kind of a feeling. And, and now you've got U.S. intelligence, which I know people are going to say, yeah, like we can't trust our own government. Like, look, there's truth in that. There's truth in that. But there's also good people working in intel and the military still. I know we all rip on the command structure. You should. But there's good people out there, um, and, and again, based on my history of, of, of operating in the region, not specifically Israel, but operating in, in the Mideast, that's, <clears throat> this, this all checks out. It makes total sense that they would be doing it. And it's not just going to be there, by the way. It's going to be at, at universities. It's going to be at other facilities where you have lots of you know, collateral damage, lots of innocent civilians there. Or, and they might not be there anymore, but they are perceived to be there. So people won't strike it. Hey, they're not going to bomb us if 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 we say it's you know this is this is a hospital. They're not going to bomb a university. They're not going to bomb a children's school. Right. But you know what? If you're a terrorist, where would you hide your shit? In all of those places. There's the image there. Hamas headquarters. I remember when I first got to Afghanistan in 2002. Right before I landed in country there, there was a story that came out about how an AC-130 lit up a wedding reception and killed all these innocent women and children, right? And the, the, the story went, I think it was in the New York Times, and then, you know, of course, the AP and everybody else picked it up, and they were like, well, the Afghans go out to celebrate. They fired their AKs in the air, and, you know, the AC-130 thought this was, you know— an act of, you know, hostility toward them. So they circled around and they lit up the place and killed everybody. The team that I was embedded with, once I got there, this story came up and it was the first time that I uh, ever understood counter propaganda, you know, or just propaganda in general. And the story is, yes, it was a wedding reception. And I got this from the guys who went to the scene 
after the whole after the AC-130 lit up the wedding reception. That part of it was true. What they left out of the story was there was an anti-aircraft gun on the top of the structure that was firing at the AC-130. Yeah. So when the AC-130 turned around to light it up, they took everybody, the Taliban dudes or whoever it was, they took the women and children, shoved them all up the stairs on the roof around the anti-aircraft gun. So when the AC-130 came back around and lit it up, who did the AC-130 kill? All the women and children that the Taliban dudes threw up on the roof. Yeah. You yeah. know, and to think that, you know, Hamas isn't, you know— isn't above doing, you know, hiding out all their guns and their weapon, their their weapons and their people, in in schools and in you know hospitals is is a ridiculous notion. At least for me, because I had the chance to experience it and hear firsthand about how this works. And you've seen it more firsthand than I have. But there are people who are still going to believe that, you know, oh, Hamas, nobody would ever do anything like that. They would never use a hospital. They would never use human shields. I'm telling you, until you see it with your own eyes, it's hard to believe. But in 2012, being in a firefight in Afghanistan and watching these Taliban dudes take women and throw them out in an alley to try and draw fire toward him, you would never believe it in a million years. People think, oh, you're overly dramatic. But when you see it with your own eyes, you're like, these motherfuckers are capable of anything if they're willing to sacrifice women and children in the middle of a firefight. 100%. Absolutely. That, that's who they are. And that is the, that's, the, that's the crux of this whole thing. That's the, the part of this issue is most people back here— just cannot fathom what an extremist group looks like, how they operate. They can't fathom what war looks like, all of that stuff. It's just, I mean, it, no, no one would ever do that. Even the worst person wouldn't do that. Oh, yes, they would. No, th this morning, like, decided to turn the news on this morning, sitting with the wife, and she's like, and they brought up the hospital and everything was gone. She goes, they would put their headquarters, like, in a tunnel. And I was like, they've been planning this for years. Yeah. Of well, course and, they're and, going and to be this, even before October seventh. <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, but I'm yeah. saying, I'm saying, like, it's not like they just decided let's dig a tunnel. These tunnels have been there. Yeah, oh, they've yeah. been waiting yeah. for this to happen. Yeah, they will use anyone as a human shield. And she just, you know, of course, her working in a hospital for years. She's like, that's scary. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to reality. Exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah. I was, I'm, I'm like, look, I'm not trying to say that you've had your head in the sand, but you gotta like open your eyes. And she's like. And she's been home now for a few weeks now. She's like, my eyes have been open the last few weeks to see what's been unfolding. And I'm glad. I'm To me, I'm like, I'm glad. welcome. I'm glad that you're here. You're with us now. You're all cut up. Because it was, she was just, she was just like, I'm safe at a hospital. She's like, now I don't feel safe at a hospital. Like, yeah, you shouldn't. Well, I and mean, it's different, obviously, here, here than it yeah. is in, right. in the Mideast or, or certain other parts of the globe. But it, that's— it, It's hard for the average person to fathom it, because when you're immersed in it, everything that you see goes into your eyes, it gets into your brain, and it eventually rests in your soul for all of eternity until you leave this planet. For most people, they'll read it, they'll picture something in their head, and pff, it's gone. You know, they'll still have that thought about what it is, but until you actually see it and digest exactly what it is and carry it with you, it's hard for anybody to have that frame of reference. It was hard for myself. You know, I was like, there's just, and then I was, you know, there's just no way people would act like this. They would do this. And then it's like, oh, 
Yeah. They do. No. Man Love Friday. Thought that was a total urban legend until someone gave me some nods and said, check it out. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, so there it's it not is. an urban legend. <laughs> yep. yeah. Bringing taint back into the discussion. Man Love <laughs> Thursday, I mean. Thursday, yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, it's true. Uh, well, I showed some uh, <laughs> I was asked for them, by the way. I wasn't trying to be like all decrepit and morbid, but I showed some pictures to my brothers. We're drinking. Granted, there was there was drinks involved, but they were, <clears throat> you know, they don't really know anything about. I don't share with anyone really most of my 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 background and past. But they were asking some questions. Not many. Not many. It was still very surface level. Um, but you know, we don't probably get as deep as we should. And I'm closer to them than anyone I know. But they wanted somehow. Anyways, long story short, fast forward. Some pictures of dead bodies came out, some dead terrorists, and 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 they were like, <laughs> like, like what? And then they woke up the next morning. They're like, "Did we? Did we were we looking at that? Is that real?" Like, yes, is exactly like, what that we were is doing. Awful. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's like every day, bro. Like, <laughs> welcome to the party. Yeah, <laughs> but but I I bring it up not to sensationalize that or, or make a big deal of that particular conversation it's it's exactly what you're saying it's, if it's not burned in your skull like for me that's like yeah that was tuesday that, yeah maybe wednesday and and for them it was like talked about it the rest of the trip right like i can't believe what i just saw like well yeah, yeah be, because then you get into you know you, you look it, it's you know it's happened it's over time, it happens to me, like seeing a photo like that, I'll examine it and try and figure out what caused the injuries and where the, you know, the fatal injuries were, you know, and just kind of dissect what I'm seeing. Because at that point, you're seeing just a form, the soul and everything that makes a person is gone. So at that point, it's just, it, it, to me, it's sort of an investigation at that point where I really want to look at it and try and figure out what happened to that person yeah you yeah. know it, as morbid as that sounds it that's just you know at least for myself you know it's sort of a, i guess a coping mechanism because like i said once somebody is dead and the soul has been released from the body there's really no you know it, it, when anyone dies it's a bummer or whatever except for bad guys but at some point you know you're just it, it's it the it's no longer a human being at that point they're gone what made him a human being has gone to another realm yeah and what is left over is this vessel that has been totally you know exploded into a million pieces and for me you know as gruesome as it, as it is it's kind of cool to try and figure out and to, you know make sort of a determination on what exactly happened to that person yeah I feel like no. we should do a segment where Tom goes to a morgue. <laughs> so tell me about this person. What happened? We're, we're, him, we're sending him to the morgue. Um, no, it, it, I mean, I, yeah, that's it's, it, but it, but it's just true. It's it, and that you, you, it just goes to further prove we all live in kind of a different, a different existence in our mind. Uh, there are some great ones you would have loved. You know, figuring out what happened to a couple. Some of them, they're just like this, this much left. But, um, but yeah, and it's just like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. something had. Was that a Heimar or something? <laughs> did he get? Did one person get moabbed? <laughs> um, <laughs> anywho, anywho, um, real quick to button this up. Talk, we, you know, because we talked about Gaza, some other stuff. We went into some other dark areas. We've talked about taint somehow today. 
Um, Thanks to you, by but, the way. Um, but yes, I know with the title. I, you know, forethought is a is a thing. Um, so is foreskin. Right near the. <laughs> okay, um, let's just keep okay. going. <laughs> um, but, but, uh, we talked about Gaza. We talked about the hospitals. We talked about Biden talking about um, protecting the hospital and, and so many other aspects of that. You've got all these protests happening in this, in this country now, all over the globe, in fact, but not just not just all over the globe, here in America, all over. You saw counter one. You saw a big one for pro-Israel today in D.C., but you've seen lots of pro-Hamas, pro-Palestine ones throughout the country. Here's some pro-Palestinian protesters that have descended or were descending towards Biden's Delaware home, one of his homes. Take a look. with Joe no ceasefire no votes if a tr if a, a chant rhymes it must be true <laughs> right just like if it don't fit you must if it doesn't fit you must acquit yep well I just missed like the there was ones that we showed yesterday they had like a drum going too. like yeah. they should have had a drum yeah that's some percussion if you're yeah. gonna protest protest is gay in my opinion but if you're gonna do it add percussion you know add some pizzazz to it uh, dude, I just wish I was, you know, the Palestinian flag vendor making some bank, man. You look at all these protests and you see just hundreds of Palestinian flags, which is unbelievable to me. Yeah, it really is. And also those uh, the jihad rags, too. You see those all the time. Yes. Can we call? I don't know. if we, I mean, I guess we're going to call them jihad rags. Yeah. Oh, what are they called? Scarves. Scarves. Yeah. Right. No, you had said it yesterday. Um, Shmaga. Yeah, Shma. Yeah, whatever. Shma. Yeah. Shmog. Shmizel. Shmazel. The way it's spelled does not sound um, like it needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get. I to don't think they're called Lahayans. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're very, very anti. Yeah. There's no Lahayam. Hey guys, go grab your Lahayams. Wait, what? <laughs> We're going to a protest. <laughs> Someone's like, wait, isn't that? Don't question, just, just don't, put it yeah, on. Just do it. <laughs> but when you see these protests and they're done, they do it on purpose. They wrap their faces in them so they look like Black September or any other sort of jihadist organization. When you see somebody in that mask, you know, I think of these images from Munich in 1972 mm -hmm. when, when, what was it, Black September went in and took these, murdered a lot of the Israeli athletes and took them hostage. By the way, Munich was a great movie, but keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was. 
<laughs> no, but I mean, if you want people, I'm to, not saying like I'm no, celebrating. No, what I just I'm saying it was a good. No, it was. It was a very good movie. I'm just yeah. laughing because you derailed Tom. I'm he sorry. like stopped. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Tom. Continue. That's okay. But I'm saying if you really honestly, you know, want to stop war, you don't dress menacing as if you want more war. Right. Well, and honestly, if you were smart, you don't challenge the guy in the party that is 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 so good for you. I mean, he, he's he's oh he's, Biden, Biden, yeah, Biden. Yeah. Like you're going to his house. The foliage looked amazing there. Delaware looks great this time of year. But but you're 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 you're, you're you guys are so dumb. You're protesting. First of all, you don't understand what you're protesting. But when you do protest, you don't understand where to protest. You don't understand who you're protesting to. You're just not smart. Again, if you're, uh, to me, if you think that, I just, well, I don't get it. Well, I think they should add some jazz hands well, to stay salty. Well, t- to me is, I feel like they they went to the White House. That's where they should have like progressively made it to at the end. Go to his residence. Go to other places. Then end up at the White House. But they went That's to the White Walk. Yeah but, yeah, but I'm just saying, like they went to the White House. Now, now let's go over here. They're kind of going to lower places where it's going to make an effect. Well, that's where all this shit should happen. At the end of the day, protest whatever you want. If you are if you support the terrorist group Black Lives Matter or Antifa or, or, or any of this stuff, any of the governments, it should be at, at, at the White House. It should be at the Capitol. It should be at the places there. It shouldn't be disrupting and destroying towns across America. That's never been understood. It's, but it, that's also part of the plan of the other side, and that's that's who they are. These, a lot of these folks are paid agitators. I'm not saying that these ones there necessarily were or weren't, but a lot of the, the, the folks that we've seen over the last several years, particularly the last three years, are paid agitators. They're just stirring shit up for the sake of stirring shit up. I guarantee you the ones who are wearing the reflective vests are paid agitators. If you're if you're wearing the vest, you're orchestrating everything. You're in traffic control. You're the one passing out the flags. You're the one passing out the signs. You're getting paid by somebody. Yeah, they didn't just have those reflective vests in their in, in their trunk like they did over in France, like because everyone has them over there, you know. But well, to- you've seen that too. I saw uh, you've seen multiple. Not just I'm just thinking of one I saw the other day, uh, yesterday. Oh, I think while I was traveling, is you see images and videos like you did during the the St. Floyd riots across the country where you have staging areas where people pick up their picket signs. They pick up their flags. It's like, here you go. Here's a cookie. Here's a flag. Here's some condoms. Go do whatever you do. By the way, really weird. The hotel I was in offered some of that stuff in your room. There's like some of that stuff in there. Picket like, signs? No, no. <laughs> you, you, there's like cookie, wine, sex toy. Like it was like, okay. Whoa, all right. A, what kind of hotel? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's, let's break that down before we We're go to break. Did retreat? <laughs> Did the what? bed vibrate if you put a quarter in? What? Like, no, no, but we all remember that growing up. No, it wasn't a full on sex toys, but there was lots of stuff that helped, helped in, in said arena, which was interesting. I was like, I just, Oh, like lubes and rubbers. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. Like maybe like, you I guys just, pick another hotel ice. next like, time. I'm just, this, this hotel is actually the best. Um, <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Uh, they, they promote some stuff, you know, it caters to a certain client. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it totally does. We're not normal there. We almost got actually kicked out at one point. I was telling you guys, but like, anyways, let's, um, so let's, let's get to the question of the day. We're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to get into a whole bunch more stuff here. But we're going to, I want to segue into this question of the day, which there's really no segue for. But you got to answer the question nonetheless. Question is this. Would you rather spend a night alone 
in a cold, damp, dark, mysterious cave. You don't know what's in there. Bugs, bears. Bats. Bats, cougars. Okay. So would you rather spend that night alone in a cold, damp, dark cave? You didn't get to, like, vet out the cave before staying there? No, no, no. You're just going into a random-ass dark cave. You got to stay there all by yourself all night. Or sleep on the couch in Joy Behar's house. Oh. Would you rather spend a night in a cold, damp, dark cave alone or sleep on the couch in Joy Behar's house? She is there, by the way. Send your responses in. We'll get to ours as well. We're going to get to tons of other stories right on the other side of this break. Interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Dial 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number two USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833-287-2465. Act swiftly, 833-287-2465. Never miss an episode and experience the best live in-show engagement with Drew and the crew on Rumble. Be sure to subscribe to Drew's channel to be notified each time he goes live for the best commentary, the best skits, and outstanding guests on the issues that matter to you. You can do so on the Rumble app by searching Drew Berquist, then click subscribe, or by visiting rumble.com forward slash Drew Berquist on your web browser. My business partner, Jim, and I uh, started Thistle Creek Reserve because we wanted to bring glory to God. We want to be Christ-centered seven days a week, 365 days a year. Our coffee is produced all around the world, some from Papua New Guinea, South America, and Guatemala, Brazil, for example. Beyond the Cup is its our life motto. It's our way to give back, and it's, for us, our charitable partners. Uh, we partner with the Tim Tebow uh, Akoa Philippi Project to help rescue women and children from sex trafficking. Uh, we partner with Seamark Ranch, a uh, foster care community to help show the love of Christ to children uh, who've really just been abandoned by their families. One of the things that we do is we go back and we support the missionaries that we help get our coffee from so that they can build churches and uh, schools and hospitals and dig wells so that everybody has fresh and clean water. We stand on core conservative Christian values, and we will never shy away from that. 
but that doesn't mean that we don't love our friends that are across the aisle. We love them all. We want to serve good coffee to them all, and we want them to know that there's somebody who might not think like they do, but is willing to love them anyway and have a conversation with them. Jessica, you got this. Remember, always paper. Okay, here right, Let's go. One, two, three, shoot. Ah, so close, so close. He's losing. Drink up. Concentrate. It's always paper. Are you sure? Yes, it's always you sure? paper. Yes. Right, here we go. Come on. Okay. One, two, three, shoot. Ah, so close. There's got to be a different way. Mm -mm. Okay, when we're ready. All right, here we go. One, two, three. Uh, are you okay? Uh, he'll be fine. Here, screw it. Oh, great, thank you. Come on, Disco. Nobody likes a quitter! folks welcome back reminder that question of the day would you rather spend a night in a cold damp dark cave all alone or sleep on the couch enjoy behar's house listen to her incessant nagging let's get to some answers and doug says cave my cunt face what's the difference <laughs> Judy says, sleep on the couch. I hate caves. <clears throat> Magellan, either way, you're going to end up sleeping with guano and probably getting a parasite or two. Strong. Guano! So I just thought of Ace Ventura. Yeah, we haven't, we, <laughs> yeah. Haven't, we haven't discussed guano in a long yeah. time. Judy comes back. There's always earplugs. Fair point. Mm. <laughs> I'd rather be eaten by a tiger than listen to joyless screech. Barb says, I'll go with cave. Always have liked exploring them, uh, but I would have to sneak in a flashlight. Yeah, I mean, it's terrifying in there. You just hear the drip every once in a while, a growl, maybe the two, like, eyes kind of lit up in the corner. Not good. Cave full of raging mountain gorillas for me, says Andy. Okay. Um, what else? I'd camp the night in a honey badger's cave or den. It's my spirit animal after all. And then I'd take them with me to go visit Joy. We'd have loads of fun. I like that. I like how we're combining the two. We're combining the two. Um, <clears throat> give me the fleas, ticks, snakes, and wildcats. I prefer a moist cave than a warm couch with a screeching whale, says Ting. I like Ooh. it. Salty loves the skits. Um, okay. Tom, what are you going to go with? By the way, hit that like button, guys. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking through the break. Welcome welcome back, though. Hit the, hit the like button. Make sure you continue to engage on the chat. Share if you can. Share with family, friends, colleagues, whoever. Um, and then make sure you're subscribed over here on Rumble or wherever you're watching. Tom, answer. Go. 
Uh, I'm gonna have to go with couch just because there are too many there, there are too many different things that can kill you inside a cave. You know, especially if there are bats in the cave, and I'm not talking about your nostrils and boogers that are hanging out. I'm talking actual real bats and all the different viruses and diseases that you can pick up from them. And it, it also have you seen this video? It, this guy has this YouTube channel where he goes into abandoned mines. And he's in this one abandoned mine, and there's, like, water on the ground. And I didn't know this about mines, but if there's, like, water on the ground and you disturb the water, it'll release some sort of gas from the water, and it could possibly kill you in there. And so he's, like, being really careful walking through this one mine. It has all these chains hanging down from the ceiling of the mine shaft. What kind of mine is he in? Uh, I think it was a copper mine okay. in somewhere in Arizona. And all of a sudden, one of the chains starts swinging in the background, and he's like, oh, I'm not feeling too good about this. And then the water, more water starts rushing at his feet, and he's like taking video of the water coming in. And then he, he lifts the camera up. It gets a glimpse of this dude way far back in the cave, but it's not like an image of like a human. It's supposed to be a ghost of some sort. I'm telling you, man. It is some of the most convincing sort of ghost footage that I've ever seen. It's pretty mm. amazing. So, I you know, dark places like that, I'd rather not your not your vibe. No, I mean, I, I I'd like that. There's been a couple of times where I've had what I've thought were like ghost encounters. One was in um, Cimarron, New Mexico, and there's a hotel there that I you know, Fetus was there with me, and we both had the same experience. They have this door that's walled off that has some sort of spirit in there i don't know if it's a dude hiding in there but it did it had a weird feeling to it like a really angry spirit and then douglas arizona at the uh, gadsden hotel okay reminder question who are people are like what the hell is tom talking about i know I question kinda... was would you rather spend a night alone in a cold damp dark cave or sleep on the couch and enjoy behar's and i'm going family. couch and and tom's going couch um and we got some some bonus points uh, for for yeah. his answer, what are you going with? As much as I would say I can sleep through anything, which like having kids now, I don't really. I I I wake up at anything just to make sure my kids are good. I would have to go cave because who knows what I'm gonna see in Joy Behart's house, and that's just gonna live up here forever. And so in the cave, I'm probably just gonna probably not sleep, just like lay and rest and be there just to be safe from the elements. Take my chances with the. Wild critters beasts. and the wild beast and the... coming out of her bedroom in a loose bathrobe and I thought you were going somewhere different when you said joy coming I'm so sorry uh, <laughs> but uh but yeah so I'm going I'm, I'm taking my chance in the cave okay yeah mass hole going uh cave for sure I... what do you think Drew opportunity to see joy in a loose bathrobe little side boob action <laughs> Uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I think you just sold them on the cave. <laughs> here, here, here's where I'm honestly at. Here, and I, I, you know, I wrote this random ass question, and then, and then was like, what would I do though? I just, just uh, usually I just write a random question, and then, I'm, and then I have no idea what I'm going to do. I, I hate incessant talking so much, and it depends on my mood, right? Like this weekend, and I'm, I'm in jovial, outspoken extrovert drew where i made friends with everyone in the hotel didn't use any of the stuff in the room by the way but then then 
Wait, you, you don't like incessant talking, but you talk to yourself because no one's talking. Me? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's times where you're like, you don't like breakfast? I love listening to myself. To, no, I, I really don't. I, I don't. I, 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 and I talk for a living. It's kind of weird. The whole thing is weird. But but I don't like incessant talking. She's a nagger. She's a she's a have to prove herself right on everything. She's right. On, you know, that's just she's awful. So I'd honestly rather be mauled by a lion in the cave or a bear than then spend an evening hanging out with somebody yeah, I mean, angry and vile as joy. I mean, let's put it this way. If either way led to death, at the end of the day, I'd be like up in heaven like, yeah, I got taken up by a tiger or by some random person in a, a cave dweller. Yeah. Then saying, I died because Joy Behar talked my ear off. Yeah. That's just me. God, I hate to be consumed by an animal. It would be awful. It would oh, be so yo, awful. Gosh, because they always about, go I mean, for the bowels not, first. Like if you're at her house, she's going to be like, I prepared a nice filet for you. And a fully loaded baked. And in the morning, there's like going to be cinnamon rolls. No, like that's not. You're not getting that. You're you're getting tofu and a, just an earful and of wheatgrass of conversation all night. Lots of rosé. Oh man. Well, you Her love rosé. Drunk, yelling at you, making you play Helen Ready records over and over again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pure torture. That was the next thing I was going to say for sure. <laughs> So with the election getting closer, the left is hell-bent on finding something to stick with all of Trump's charges, right? You just, that's what you've got. One piece of all of that is turning people, getting people to, to cop to plea deals, which we've seen, such as the case in Georgia, where you had Sidney Powell, Jenna Ellis, others copping a deal. Well, the two have or had maintained that this was not a deal to flip they're, they're, you know, you remember when they did it, just maintain like, no, 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 no. This is, they were, I was overcharged. I'm just, this is, I'm still on Trump's side. Yeah. Well, then they both went hard to the hoop on Trump, which should surprise no one. I hope you're not surprised by any of this because this is how these deals work. Like literally you can watch like a show on television and figure out how plea deals work. You don't have to be a legal scholar to understand that it's a shakedown. You get, you get threatened. You're going to either do this or you tell us this, even if it's not true, and we'll do this for you. And go broke. And, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and go broke on the other side. Yeah. So, so that's how this works. So we've got two clips. we got both Sydney and Jenna. Here's how the gassy mouth lawyer that no one, including Trump, should have ever gotten behind, either emotionally or, or sexually. Um, here's Sydney Powell. Take a listen. There was a big shouting match in which Rudy called me every name in the book, and um, I was the worst lawyer he'd ever seen in his life. Uh, there were no circumstances under which he'd work with me on anything. He called me a bitch and I don't know what all, and that's pretty much all I remember about that one. Did I know anything about election law? No, but I understand fraud from having been a prosecutor for 10 years. What was um, President Trump's sense of what you would do as special counsel? I guess he assumed and I would have thought that I would have looked at uh, putting into effect a provision of 13848 that would have allowed the machines to be secured in four or five states. How did you choose which states that you would target? How would I have chosen that? by the ones where there were the most uh, 
statistical anomalies. Ms. Powell, were you ever around when someone, anyone, told uh, Donald Trump that he had lost the election? Oh, yeah. Who? Uh, Pat Cipollone, Eric Hirschman, Derek Lyons all thought he'd lost. Was that in the December 18th meeting? Yes. What, what was um, President Trump's reaction when, I guess, this cadre of advisors would say you lost? It was like, uh, well, they would say that and then they'd walk out and he'd go, see, this is what I deal with all the time. He was specifically willing to appoint me special counsel. In fact, he looked over at Cipollone three different times and said, do I have the authority to name her special counsel? And Cipollone said, yes, you do. And then somebody said, well, she doesn't have a security clearance. So he looked at Cipollone and he said, do I have the authority to give her a security clearance? And Cipollone said, yes, you do. And then about the third time we went through that scenario, uh, Cipollone, I think, said, you can name her anything you want, Mr. President, and nobody's going to pay a bit of attention to it. Okay, so <clears throat> here, there's lots of problems with that. Here, here's one of my first problems with that whole two-minute-plus clip, whatever it was, and, and similar in what you're going to hear from Jenna in a couple minutes here, too. But she literally says there, in response to all, all of these, these clips are, are pure speculation and, and hearsay. <clears throat> There's no actual concrete evidence behind any of it, which is, which is, sadly, the left doesn't really need that, right? Like, in a perfect world, that's how it would work. But she said, when, when asked what you were supposed to do, and it was like, well, I guess, she said, I guess it would have been this. I would have assumed that it was going to be this. So what you're saying is that you were never asked to do those things and that those things didn't happen. Yes. Because, I mean, literally, that's, that should be the big takeaway from that. She goes on to say a couple people said that he lost, and, and I'm sure there were some people in his camp who thought that. that it's, it's a big camp. He had a big cadre. He also had some awful people in there. And I'm not even getting into the, the merits of, of the election right now. We've talked about it. You know my stance on that. But literally, Sidney Powell... In her, her stupid-ass scarf, we went through such a, a terror of people in scarves under the last few years here with Burks and, and Sydney and all this stuff. And if you wear a scarf, that's fine, as long as it's not a Hamas one. But, you, like, you literally said nothing there. And, and they're presenting this. This is being presented on the World Wide Web out there. You know, ABC dumped out this footage. You've got people sharing it everywhere, like, see, gotcha, gotcha. Did you listen to what she said? She said nothing. It's it's a leak. It's leaked deposition. Yeah. Video. So first of all, who leaked it? So ABC says they obtained video. You obtained video from a deposition. It was leaked to you, and there were specific things, specific moments in there that were leaked. And you know what this tells me? This tells me if you're leaking a deposition, that means you don't have jack shit. Because what you're doing now is trying to sway public opinion of this whole case that's going on with Trump right now. Because if you did have a smoking gun, you wouldn't be releasing any of this shit. Right. You wouldn't be trying to control the narrative. You'd be going directly into court with what you have, putting them on the stand, having them say the same things that they said during the deposition so they could seal the deal on Trump to make sure he went to prison for as long as you wanted him to go. But if you're having to leak stuff to try and sway 
public opinion and force this weird narrative that Trump tried to, you know, um, tried to uh, steal the election and then cause an insurrection. You, you, you're out of your fucking mind. You don't have shit, and you know it, and that's why you're releasing what you're releasing. Yeah. I have a question, and I, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm not a lawyer. But um, since it's been leaked, isn't it, it? It can't be used, right? Like, that can't be used in court now, right? No, it's a deposition. So what they're going to do is she's going to be one of the witnesses in the trial. Yeah. Okay. Well, and but, but, but you're right. And, and this is why, folks— Going back to the beginning when the chat went off the rails, this is why the word taint is in the title. <laughs> because all this is doing, this and the next clip we're going to play here in a second, is is forming public opinion and tainting the, the, the future jury. Right. Because— That's what it's intended to do. 100%. Because as you're saying, if if you have a lock, you know, Loctite case, you don't need to do any of this stuff. But you also—you you won, you know that you don't— and this is a really hard thing to prove in the first place, by the way. But two, you you know that you can make an impact in the, the court of public opinion, which is where this really matters in this new crazy-ass age that we live in. All you got to do is convince people to to tell them, you know, tell them, oh, well, Sidney Powell was a close confidant. Yeah. Jen Ellis, close confidant. Mark Meadows, you know, whoever, whoever the name is. I'm just throwing names out. They said something negative. That's That's damning. It's done. Yeah, but case closed. But isn't I mean again I'm 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 just kind of asking questions that are kind of off to the side here. But aren't the jury not allowed to like watch TV? They're like locked off, right? But they're it, not it, selected yet. There is no. Jury oh, okay. Yet. Yeah. Okay. There's no jury yet. So right. anyone who's going to be selected has seen has this. Now consume this because yeah. it's everywhere. So rooted in and and even for someone who's a fair-minded person, if such a thing exists out there anymore, this seed has been planted. So someone says. Trump didn't do this, that, or the other. And then what's, what, do you, what does your human psyche do? You, 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 you go through your catalog, and it stops. And you say, oh, but hold on. I remember Sidney Powell, who was a close confidant, saying Said the this, opposite. I got you. I remember Jenna Ellis saying the opposite. And you have. You have directly tainted the jury. Yeah, or I remember that lady with the scarf, that video that came out and said that Trump told her to do something, and then you see the lady in the scarf on the stand, it's like, oh, then you start putting two and two together. You know, and it doesn't, yeah. you don't even have to be that sophisticated of a news consumer or follow what's going on. It's just that, you know, you know that you know, she said something against Trump, and now you have a visual representation of her because of the scarf. And I know she wears scarves all the time, but I'm just saying, I, I'm just using that as, you know, somebody, a potential juror who, like I said, isn't that savvy and doesn't follow politics, doesn't follow, you know, the, the litigation that's going on, you know, in Georgia. And all of a sudden, like you're saying— the, the the wheel starts turning and yeah. starts putting two and two together and going, I know I've seen her somewhere before. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. Well, and what's even sadder, you know, about the state of our country and where people are now is you don't even I mean, this is damning. This is this is a big deal. But you don't even need this because well, how much positive. I mean, unless you're in a Facebook group that supports Trump, you're on Twitter where there's a, it's a little bit more friendly now, or, or you're on Truth Social even, you know, something like that where that's what you're getting. Most, that's not most people, right? That's why we always say Twitter's not real or X 
is not real because that's not what most people are consuming. Most people don't roll over and be like, oh my gosh, what did I miss while I was sleeping on Twitter? They don't. They, they consume their news from traditional sources that most of you probably did back in the day too before you realized how biased they were. But that's where people are. So even without this, you've already got a potential tainted jury pool because 90 plus percent of the coverage is anti-Trump. Then you add on this and it's just flame, you know, gas on the flames and, and, it's, and it's concerning. And when you see what they're trying to do, talking about the election, trying to tie him on all these different cases to insurrection so they can utilize the 14th Amendment and so many other things to get him off the ballot. By the way, he <clears throat> was allowed to stay on in Minnesota, as we reported the other day, also allowed to stay on in Michigan. So some small wins happening there on, the, on those fronts. Not, not for Trump. Those are wins for Trump. I'm saying they're wins for America yeah. because that's, that's what we're talking about here. Again, no party, no candidate can save everything. What's happening to Trump's total bullshit. I like Trump, but I look at all of this as... This is bigger than him. It's bigger than him because it is. Uh, but you talk about them trying to, to pin all of this stuff on him. Right. And then you've got Jenna Ellis and her testimony here, which ties into the insurrection piece. The chick who cried through her plea deal came out and said this about Trump and how he was not going to leave office no matter what happened. Take a listen. Okay. And uh, at the time... Uh, period where they were going to start to discuss what was uh, Dan Scavino's role? At the time, I believe his title was social media director for the White House. It became deputy chief of staff um, at the time that the conversation in question took place. Okay, and when was that? The conversation was around December 19th of 2020 uh, at the White House Christmas party. And I uh, emphasized him, I thought that the, um, the, the claims and the ability to challenge uh, the election results was essentially over because he said um, to me in a kind of excited tone, well, we don't care and we're not going to leave. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, the boss, meaning President Trump and everyone understood the boss. Um, that's what we all called him. Um, he said the boss uh, is not going to leave under any circumstances. We are just going to stay in power. And I said to him, well, it doesn't quite work that way, you realize. And he said, we don't care. Okay. Again, hearsay. Total hearsay. No substance to it whatsoever, but it's pretty damning to hear, right? Yeah. Because they they want this for insurrection. They want to to cement that thought and idea in people's minds that he was behind January 6th. He was behind the so-called insurrection. Again, it was not an insurrection whatsoever. Look up what an insurrection look up what an insurrection was before definitions changed for what insurrection was. But 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 it's out there. And by the way, just as a point of reference, he did leave. I remember people talking about he's not going to leave this, that and the other. It's not going to happen. He's an authoritarian. He did leave. He's yeah. not. The, I don't know if you've noticed this, guys. He's not at the White House anymore. He's not in charge of the government. He's not in charge of anything. I know there's some of you guys out there. He still runs the military. No, he doesn't. He left. He left. Maybe and, and look, maybe there was conversation behind the scenes about what does it look like? Do we have to leave? Maybe there was. But did you act on it? No. So and was Jenna Ellis a part of those conversations? No, she wasn't. Right. Exactly. Just like that dumb bitch who was talking about, you know, when Trump tried to take the wheel of the beast. Right. This is the same exact gobbledygook that we're hearing from this chick who's sporting her sweater puppies during the deposition. She really had them. They weren't they weren't secured shall we say at least fully but 
But no, it's total hearsay, <clears throat> but the damage is done, and that's the problem. The damage <clears throat> is done with what she and Sydney said. You and I, people here in the audience, get the nuance of this. Like, okay, you actually said nothing. You said nothing that provides any sort of substance whatsoever to your case. But to the layman, to a, a, a very run-of-the-mill news consumer, and to a potential jury member that's now going to have this stuck in their craw, that says something. It, it says something, and that's, and that's all it's meant to do. Like we were saying before, all this is meant to do is to, is to get as many people out there, not just folks who might be in the jury. I know that's very specific and niche. But, but everyone, the, the narrative, and they've always been good about this, getting the anti-Trump narrative out there, to be like, well, surely these people said it, and we all hated them until about four weeks ago, until the plea deal came, and now we love them, and surely what they say must be true. And surely they're saying it for the right reasons. No, they're saying it because they were told to say it. It's still, what they said actually means nothing, and they're, being, they're saying it because they're able to get off scot-free. Right rather than be punished when and they shouldn't be by the way i th i think sydney powell is a total loser not as big of a loser as lynn wood but but a lot of these people i'm not a fan of but they weren't wrong in the first place they shouldn't have even been in this situation where they had to you know do a plea deal but here we are and now some significant damage has been done for the masses again not for you and i no one in this audience probably is like well damn that changes my views on things no no one feels that way well, no, it, to me, it's they're saying what the left wants everyone else to hear. Yeah. And for people like us that are all here in the chat and everything, we're going, that, that should be a, well, yeah, <laughs> they must got off on a good deal here because now they're toting that company line. You know, they're, they're, they're pulling that and they're saying, hey, if I say this, this is fine. They got a hell of a deal. Yeah, one hell of a deal. Dude, I mean, just look at look at the timing of this. This comes on the heels of the last debate, right? And so now all the neocons and all the rhinos and the whole GOP is starting to circle the wagons around Nikki Haley. Yep. Ne Neocon Nikki is the darling right now, and she's getting this big push. So, of course, what does the media do? And what do the Democrat operatives do? They release edited footage I mean, I mean, just look at this footage. Depositions don't have these white fades in them. Somebody sat down and decided what sound bites were going to be were going to be taken and butted together and put those fades in there. You yeah. know, it, it's just, it's selective editing right there. Yeah. So you've got, you know, you've got the operatives that who are you know prosecuting this case. You also have the media who are working together along with the DNC. Well, the DNC is overseeing everything, but has plausible de deniability on everything that's going on. And then you also have the RNC, who is also in on this. The, this, the system is so corrupt right now, it, it's unbelievable. And then at the same time, the same day this is released, you have that jackass from J.P. Morgan, Jamie Dimon, coming out saying that Nikki Haley would be best to turn the economy around. That guy's a fucking fool, and he's just a grotesque scumbag who hides behind ESGs because he's afraid of the Marxist mob that's going to come and get him— 
if he doesn't sign on to this whole Marxist ideology, which the real Marxists don't realize that Jamie Dimon's going to be just fine. Those are the ones, the Marxists are going to be the ones who are screwed in the end. And, you know, as soon as I saw him come out and support and say nice things about Nikki Haley, I'm like, the fix is in at this point. They're going to do everything they can to have that witch try and outflank Trump for the nomination. And this is just, you know, the, the release of this deposition, this stolen material, and, you know, getting it, getting it out there to control the narrative and taint the jury pool is just par for the course of what's going on right now. No, and I'm glad you brought up the fades because, like, as someone who edits a lot of stuff, and I've even before you guys working for companies where I'm editing things and you have a producer and you have, like, here's what it is. Here's what the script said. No, no, no. Cut this part out and then cut in the next thing because then it's going to sound better. And that every time I see a cut or a fade or whatever, it's like, okay, what did they leave out? Because the stuff they left out probably speaks more volumes in favor of Trump than what they've oh, decided sure to show. Yeah. Oh. No, absolutely. Well, they have to do it that way. And yeah. But, but again, it's like everything. It's, it's like this whole thing and why it's happening in real time right now in our country is because they, they believe most Americans are dumb because most Americans are dumb. And most people don't pay attention to the to the to the details of all of this stuff. It's it's we, we live in this world of well they said it so it must be true. They showed the clip so it must be true. Sixty minutes wouldn't lie to us. No they're on TV, it must be true. They yeah. would never mislead anybody. Right. No, we talked about this. Cigarettes are good for you. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about it yesterday, Tom. Like Shame on me for believing the news was telling us the truth, like, years ago. Right. And then now we, our eyes have been opened up to what's actually going on. Yeah. And now it's going to be—you it's it, you know, it's shame on me for continuing to believe this stuff and, and until the truth comes out. But the problem is, is with judges that are corrupted and that don't care, they want to make sure that they—what they stand for is what gets pushed— it doesn't matter. It's it's we're in this we're in this in this well, bizarre world. Everyone's right now. drawn a line. Everyone the, the the only saving grace to all this insanity is you know where everyone stands. Yeah. yeah. And I mean and and some of it takes a little bit more. I don't even want to say investigative approach, but some of it takes a little bit more just paying attention than the rest. But it's all really obvious. Uh, you can just see. You can see. Oh, this judge, this judge has put thousands. Of dollars into you know other Democrat campaigns, this judge has never done whatever fill in the blank. Never, you know, you know. You, you look at Chutkin in D.C., who's given J. Sixers longer sentences than recommended by any anyone else. You you see, I mean, you see all these things. It's like we know who you are, we know who you are, and even even knowing who people are, it still doesn't seem to matter because the system is so heavily favored to the other side, at least as of now. And 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 they know it, and they can get away with it, man. They can, oh, man. They can just do so much <laughs> with what they've got. It, 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 it's they have ridiculous. their own secret police. They have their own judicial system. They're going to have their own prison soon. They have their own hit squad, the HRT team from the FBI. If they're coming to your house, you're not getting out alive. That's just the way it is. Everybody in law enforcement knows it. It's the worst kept secret in the entire world. And if they're on your ass, you're dead. <laughs> It's 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 sadly 
It's sadly mostly true. There are good people who serve on HRT and they've done some good stuff. But as of recently, it does seem to be most people come out in bags. I wish there I, I wish there was some way that I could access the FBI website and find out how many times HRT has served a warrant and how many times they have gotten the person they're going to get out alive. Yeah, it would be an interesting stat, no doubt. I'm going to go zero. I don't think it's that low, but I think I think your I think your your line of thinking is is trending the right direction. Um, zero seems strong. I mean, seriously, when was the last time that they? You know, okay, the last time I'm going to say Randy Weaver at Ruby Ridge. They smoked his son and his wife and the infant. They didn't get Randy. They let Randy live somehow. He. But in fairness, there's a lot of times HRT's called that we don't know about. They could end the same way. Well, right, but there's also times where, it, you know, it's local SWAT that's called out, and you don't have the same results as HRT. HRT only seems to go after high-value targets that the government wants dead for no, whatever I, reason. Fa fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, I don't disagree. I'm just saying it's probably not zero. <laughs> I don't like to live in Maybe a Maybe one. Of I, I get a bit aggressive in my bed. <laughs> it's all or nothing. Um, so you've got all this happening. Trump, seem, again, he seems to still be dodging some bullets. You've had Minnesota, which he's probably not going to win anyways, but, but you've got Minnesota, who's allowed him to stay on the ballot. Michigan coming out. We'll see what happens in Colorado, but likely not as— Regardless of what happens there, probably doesn't change things too much. But Michigan is a, is is one that matters, you know, and you want to have in play. It's a, it's an important state. So he keeps getting some wins, and you've got the new speaker of the house, Mike Johnson, who was asked. I love this guy, by the way. Listen to this comment. Who's interviewing him? I forget which network this is on. CNBC. Um, who who talks about he he totally lifts up his show. In, in his question and ask whether or not Mike Johnson's endorsing Trump, to which he does. But take a listen to this. President Biden, he might, he it looks like the candidate in, in 2024. When you were uh, a name speaker, a lot of people said, oh, Trump ally, Trump, big Trump guy, big Trump ally. But uh, you, you, as far as I know, you have not endorsed the former president yet uh, for 2024. And this is, everybody's watching this show right now. This, if you're going to do that, this would be a great, great time to do it, uh, Mr. Speaker. You ready? I, ha I have done it. Yeah, I, I have. I have endorsed him wholeheartedly. Um, look, I was uh, one of the closest allies that President Trump had in Congress. He had a phenomenal first term. Those first two years, as you all know, we brought about the greatest economic numbers in the history of the world, not just the country, because his policies worked. And I'm, I'm all in for President Trump. I, okay, yeah, I know, good. I all expect right. he'll be our nominee. Yeah. And, and he's going to win it and we have to make Biden a one-term president. We have to do that. Uh, I agree with that. I love everyone's watching this show. Everyone's right watching. <laughs> yeah. Is everyone watching it, though? Disco, can, I, can you pull up that two-shot of that video of those two? I, yeah. just, I have an observation about the guy on the left, and I don't know this guy. I'm sure he's probably, you know— Oh, but, Tom, you have to. Everyone's watching the show. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he's probably a really nice guy, but if I were— if, if I were to— like draw you a picture of somebody who goes and plays golf you know all day with their friends get has a little bit too much to drink and decides to get a hand job at an asian <laughs> massage parlor it's that guy <laughs> it's him that's the, that's the guy that goes to you know the lotus spa in a strip mall <laughs> 
I guess the the the, the correct way to say is the happy ending, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the lotus. <laughs> the lotus. <laughs> That's a, that's what that guy. That's what he looks like to me. Okay, I mean, very vivid description. Um, I I don't I didn't. I'll be honest. I, I don't. I'm not a big CNBC guy. Didn't yeah. know who he was. Still, when he made that comment, I, I I chuckled to myself. Everyone's watching this show. Like, I, but are they? Because I live in this world and I don't know who you are. Um, it's not to say that I know everyone. It's the collective everyone. CNBC does have good documentaries. That American Greed series that was uh, narrated by Stacey Keach is really good if you ever are looking for something to watch. Okay. All right. That's good to know. They also play playoff hockey, you know, when it, when it comes down to Oh, yeah, because they're running out of channels yeah. to play. So, which, yeah. I, which I appreciate. That's the only time I watch CNBC <laughs> is the, the NHL playoffs. Well, uh, during the Olympics, they'll show stuff on there, too. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you have Johnson saying he's going to support Trump. Mike Mike said Speaker Johnson's a rhino, something else too that I won't say on here. Um, but but um, but uh, I'm not going to even. Oh, make it. well, yeah. <laughs> it's a great word. It, it is. <laughs> it 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 just is. It's but, one of Tom's favorite words. But but you you have him stepping up and doing this. You've got him saying he's behind him. Anyway, I mean, according to according to aspects. Of, of things during Trump's term, he was with him on stuff. Certainly the media is portraying him to be that way. That could go one of two ways. That could be because they actually feel that way, or that could be painting him out to be a villain, even though they're friends behind the scenes. I, again, I don't know enough about Mike Johnson. I like that he works his faith in, but I don't know if it's genuine. I, 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 I just, it's so hard right now to cut through it's like it's like the 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 war overseas right there's there's so much information going on information warfare is a real real thing and it's hard to know are are you legit are you who you say you are do you believe in the things do you do you support the people you say you support or are you just playing a role i i, I literally i'm not gonna take a stance at this point because i don't i don't know well enough i've heard both sides i i hear both sides but it's a really interesting time for all of this because, as you were saying earlier, the, the GOP establishment is hardcore behind Nikki Haley right now. Some of them probably for real. You want the job or not? I mean, Harvey Weinstein did it, so, I mean, other people are probably doing it. But, but you've, got, you've got that push happening, and you've got to have a strong counter push. And even if there is a strong counter push, is it enough? I mean, I don't know. Is it enough? What? It's just such a weird-ass time, man. To, 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 to be where we are, you've got... And again, people will say, well, Trump's going to win. The, I say it all the time. Trump is going to win the nomination. I'm not saying he's not going to win the nomination. I'm not saying I don't want him to win the nomination. I do. But that's not the question. The question is, is what happens next? They're not going to let him win. What, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What happens in the general? And then people are like, oh, but he's, he's better than Biden. Again, not the right question. He's, he's better than Newsom. Not the right question. That's not the. That's that's not the. If that was the. If if it was that simple, we wouldn't. We wouldn't have. We wouldn't a be here. Show. We wouldn't have to. Right. We, I mean, there would be none of this stuff. It's. But it's not that simple. It's what is the step? What does DC want? And some people out there are cute enough to think that their vote matters. That's adorable. <laughs> it, it just doesn't. I'm not saying don't vote either. You should vote. Don't listen to Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood yeah. on anything. But like. I, but they will make a determination as to, and they, and 
and and they will do everything they can to push. Okay, the American people want this. They're going to vote. That's a that's a shit ton of votes. What do we got to do to overcome that to make sure we get our way? That's how they play the game. Right. And if the if if our way, and that's what people forget when they say, you know, maybe Nikki could win if she was in. Maybe DeSantis could win if if they were in. Okay, uh, maybe any of them could. But it's going to be what they want. The only outlier who's going to come in and win. And, 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 and DeSantis is in some gray area for me. Not for some of you. He's in some gray area for me. Trump's the only proven outlier who can come in and win that has support behind him to actually win. They're not going to let that happen. No, they learned their lesson in 2016, and that's why we got 2020. So they're doing everything they can to make sure he can't run because they're going to block him again in 2024 if people are going to be like, oh, so he was right. The system is rigged. What what both the RNC and the DNC and the deep state are trying to do right now is have an alternative for Trump, maybe give the Republicans a win— but make it look like we still have free and fair elections. That, that's what they're really going for right now. And they're doing everything they can to make sure that happens. But if they are truly free and fair elections, they wouldn't be doing any of this to Donald Trump because he, they know that he knows all the secrets and has called them on their bullshit, and they're scared of the man. Right. Well, and they know that if it was free and fair, he would run away. Yeah. And just to stand like how Tom described the host, staying salty, said that host looks like one of my creeper customers that smells like meat, deli yeah. deli meat. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you want to at least smell like a good cut, not yeah. deli meat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's usually more processed and whatnot. Pastrami oozing out of his pores. Pastrami. Well, does but, sound but good it right is. Now, I though. mean, that's and that's 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 where people fail too. Is is everyone think you know we got ourselves in this position because. We were asleep at the wheel for far too long. We assumed the best out of people. Bad idea. And we got ourselves into the situation where our country's in now, where people trusted the government and all of that stuff, and then we get totally dicked over. And then, and then, and then you get to this point where you see, okay, some people are like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe what they're doing to Trump. Like, we're not going to win, and none of these other people can win. And then they swoop in and say, hey, Trump's off the ballot and people are going to be pissed about that for a while. I'm not suggesting it's going to happen, but I think it's a it's still a pretty high likelihood. But but you have something bad like that happen. Just go with me for a second, and I hope it doesn't. But you have that happen, and then and then they prop up Nikki Moore, and she gets in. And they're like, see, like we still have hope, as you were saying. A Republican won. We can still do this. America can be saved. Meanwhile, they're like, you got four years, bitch. Yeah. Okay, these dumbasses think that you actually won. You're going to do whatever we say, and you might have eight. You might have eight. You're going to have four, but you better damn well sure make sure that you do what we tell you to do. In the moment that you deviate from it, you're a one-termer. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that and but but if you were them, wouldn't you do the same thing? It's a brilliant play. Oh yeah. It's this. It's it's like it's it, I mean people really think we have an opposition party to the Democrats. We don't. No. <laughs> and then they think, oh, we actually got to win. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't win jack shit. Did you vote for this person? No. Some a couple of you did. Did you vote for this person? No. But they're telling you it's a win, so you're like, oh, okay, maybe it's a win. No, it's not. Stop it. <laughs> Stop being so dumb. 
they just brought up articles of impeachment against Mayorkas, who should be impeached. Does it reach high crimes and misdemeanors? I think you could make the case for it. But then you have eight Republicans, including Dan Crenshaw, who voted not to impeach the guy. <laughs> They've let in 10 million illegal aliens that we know of. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's It's astonishing. It's astonishing. And you, we, don't, and you, we don't have a party that's advocating for any of us. No, not even remotely. Not even remotely. People talking about the whole Trump-Tucker thing. Let's just hit it real quick before we go to the break and get to our last bit of the show. Uh, Tucker, obviously, you guys talked about yesterday at the UFC fight. Kid with, Rock, yeah. With Kid Rock there, too. People and saying how minds would explode. Gosh, can you imagine the, the absolute meltdown if he named him that? Kid Rock or Tucker? Well, either, obviously, but Tucker. Yeah. Tucker, because, look, I like Kid Rock. That would be an amazing thing, and we should we should definitely be a crew that films that, like, behind-the-scenes reality show if it ha if it were to happen. But that's not going to happen. T but Tucker, you could see actually happening. <clears throat> I don't necessarily think it should. I love Tucker. But I don't know what... I, I don't know what it gets you, because because my take is this. You need someone who grabs new votes as your VP. Those are the same votes. Trump, Trump, could, Trump could win this thing without a VP if things were fair. Right. But you add Tucker, who, again, I love that ticket. I don't know if there's a dreamier ticket out there. You imagine Tucker Carlson debating Kamala Harris? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That would be amazing. Please let that happen. I can't stand up right now. I, for me, if it was Kid Rock, could you imagine every time he goes to give a speech, they'd play the, my name is Kid. That would be fantastic. As he walks out, that would just be great. It would be. Yeah. It would be. But but that debate with Kamala. That debate would be oh, that would be fantastic. But, right, I mean, do you know where I'm going with this? Like, yeah. you don't need Tucker. Tucker would be amazing. I love Tucker. You, you need someone else that's going to capture, you know, like right now he's pulling really well with, as it stands, if things were to end today, he's pulling really well with the black community, with the Hispanic community. Those are great. You got you to gotta keep those numbers. Solidify them. Solidify a state where you need to grab it. You know, one of the swing states. Get someone who's the, ideally, and I hate identity politics, but ideally you capture all those boxes. You get, you get that swath of voters to kind of get you over the, the top of there in that state and get those electoral votes, and you get some minority votes across the country. I feel like at the end of the day, that it probably none of it really matters. But but that but that's something you gotta look at. Like well, the same people who hate Trump hate Tucker. Yeah. So you're not gonna with the with the establishment Republicans, who cares about him anyways, but with the establishment establishment Republicans. Um, and then, and then the Kevin wants you to run with with Trump. Yeah. <laughs> the establishment Republicans, and then um, you know the independents. They're not they're not going to go along with. They're going to be like that guy. He's a he's a whack job. He's a, he got fired from Fox News. He's so crazy, which is obviously absurd and outlandish. But that's how they think. We can't think how we think. We got to think how they think. Right. Uh, so I love the ticket. I I don't know if it actually. Well, that was the question I asked Tom yesterday was what are, what extra votes – I didn't say it this way, but I was alluding to – what extra votes does Tucker bring to that ticket? Because we know that he would – he brings any. Yeah, like because, you know, oh, you know, he's really big on the, the, the trucker community. Well, Trump's already got the trucker community. Oh, he's big on the motorcycle community. 
they already love Trump. Like, there's a lot of things that Tucker's for, and we've seen him. He's gone and give speeches and talked to them. They love him. Yeah. But it's kind of the same crowd. That's where I was getting at the question yesterday. Like, well, where, you know, so where is he at? You're saying Maine and D.C. Like, okay, well, are those really big, big states that could bring in the votes that we need? Yeah. That's the hard part. Yeah, I don't think so. And and N. Doug says, I don't think Tucker wants it. I don't think Tucker would do it either. If, If I was Tucker, I'd say no. You can make, look, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. You can make so much more money. And frankly, you can make a bigger impact out of there, especially the VP. The, the, Trump has learned now the president doesn't get to do as much as, as anyone thought that they could. Right. And, and that's VP, by design. Yeah, by design is how yeah. it's supposed to be. But, but, but the VP, <laughs> the VP doesn't get to do shit. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? So it's a shitty role if you're, if you're Tucker. That's that's why, you know, when people are like, oh, Trump should take this spot or that spot, it's like, he's not going to do that. You're going to take the best spot or no spot at all. And if you're Tucker, you're like, I could make a lot of money over here, go fly fishing all the time, do all the things he likes to do, or I could, no, like, you wouldn't even finish the sentence. You're like, hell no, I'm not doing it. Because Tucker also knows how corrupt the system is in that two people— and maybe let's let's give them the benefit of the doubt and add five to ten good ones around them, and and maybe we get some wins in off it. Like you're just not getting the wins that you need, at least not as fast as you want it. Like it's not yeah. you got four years, and then what? And then Tucker's going to run for president? I just don't I don't see it. Yeah. I, I think it'd be amazing <laughs> that State of the Union speech, and I hope he gets some of his laughs in there. It would be awesome. I just. You guys, you guys are here. You want me to tell the truth, I assume. So, yeah, I'm no. telling you. I'm telling you. What, <laughs> I, I still think that uh, Trump is going to pick Christy Nome. I know we talked about Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I just something, you know, something just in the back of my mind. Christy Nome just keeps coming up, and I think that he's going to pick Christy Nome. Well, she's been great. She's been great. She's a smoke show. She's been a good governor. You don't need the votes in South Dakota because you've got them, but. But, but you do need female votes. But you do need female votes. Yeah. And you can also see there's there's and maybe they're true, maybe they're not. But you see increased attacks on her about infidelity, about this, that, and the other. It's like, why are you smearing her? Why 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 are you going after her so hard? Why are you giving her the Sarah Palin? Right. And it could be, I don't I'm not in this camp, but it could be because some of it's true. And it just happens to be circumstantially happening at the same time and it's true and that's actual there's actual people doing investigative reporting or it could be that they're scared of her yeah no i think it's i think they're scared of her they see her as a popular person someone who could be great for the vote someone who has been if not if not the top a top three governor in america and it's we need to we need to start chipping away at that and even if she's not the person they know that she's in the running so we gotta start chipping away at that Right. And that's why we had they, you know, that's why the Democrat operatives within the media, you know, fired the shot across the bow with the whole with the whole uh, Corey Lewandowski right. story that they came up with. Well, and, and I think that she would be better. You know, I know people love Carrie and I like Carrie, too. I like Carrie a lot. But I, I think she would be better than Carrie just because I don't think that she would hit as hard on some of the topics that middle America doesn't want to hear about. I might be wrong. I don't know. Tucker would be awesome, but he's got big things going. I doubt he wants to deal with being in government. Yeah, who? We can blame him. <laughs> Do you want to work for the government? Nope. 
Dude, I don't know, man. I mean, me not being a millionaire right now, it seems like the easiest, most cost-effective way to become a millionaire. <laughs> no, I, you don't have to create anything. You don't have to, you know, go, you know, create, have a business, meet payroll. All you have to do is get elected, and all of a sudden, boom, you're a millionaire. Yeah. It's like having a hit record. No, it is. That's true. Or even a one-hit wonder, really, now, nowadays. Do, do we... <laughs> Do we do we switch into that? Do we do we start a band? Um, <laughs> just hope for the best. Um, all right, let's. We'll see. We'll, we'll we'll still be talking about this for a while, I assume. Um, but let's take a quick break. Last break. We're gonna come back. We got some some Gavin Newsom stuff. We got. Um, gosh, what was the last story I was gonna talk about? Oh, a pretty big one out of New York, where Kathy Hochul. Did you you guys had to have heard what she said today? Wait, wait, if you haven't, wait till you hear what Kathy Hochul said about Bro. what's going on in New York. And by the way, it's not going to stop in New York. You've got all that. Jake Sullivan talked about why people shouldn't worry about the Chinese spy balloons. It's an it's an amazing and I say amazing in a bad way. It's not a good answer. We'll show you all that right after this quick break. Stick around. Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. But there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com. My towels solved the problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made my towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com Get more of Drew, the crew, and This Is My Show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show challenge point. 
Access to Booze and Banter, an exclusive tailgate show for Coin Club members only, right before This Is My Show. Plus, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes and other in-studio bonuses. And don't forget, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. All members now receive commemorative challenge coins. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. So sign up at dbcoinclub.com. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. You guys remember when you could look up into the sky and see the crack in your anus? Pepperidge Farms remembers. How did you know I was going there? No, you could look up and you could see the USS General So. USS General So, yes. Yeah, in the low main, all the different balloons flying over our sky. Oh, those were magical days. My favorite meme was the one where it was from Fang Fang. Like, yes, <laughs> from Fang Fang. <laughs> but we had those, we had that incident, right? And Chinese spy balloons. And I, look, there's all sorts of theories on them. Are they real? Were they not real? This, that, and there. What did they capture? Were they not? I talked to some friends who still are in and, and they were real and they talked about some of the stuff that was recovered. I can't share all of it. But, and, but, and there's, 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 there's points to be had on both sides of it. <clears throat> But it did happen. They were real. They did come across our country. They were not shot down until they left our country. We shot a missile at one of them. It couldn't find where it landed. Exactly. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Over Lake Huron. Yes. And then hit it with another missile. And what was it? Oh, we don't know. What? <laughs> well, you had... So Xi Jinping obviously going to San Francisco. We've got a clip of Newsom. Did you guys play the clip yesterday of Newsom? Yes. Okay. So you, you saw the clip of Newsom cleaning up the, the streets, talking about how it's it's for, for China. China and Xi Jinping and foreign dignitaries, not the people of San Francisco, right? So we'll get into that. Also, by the way, you had a Czech news crew today. Let me, let me just make sure I get this right because this yeah, came out. Saw that too. <laughs> Czech news crew robbed at gunpoint while covering the Apex Summit in San Francisco. Brilliant. Great job, guys. Nancy Pelosi's district, Gavin Newsom's state, all of that happening. But visits happening. Apex going on. Joe flies out there. This is all you know happening. And you had Jake Sullivan, who was questioned on the Chinese spy balloons. Who, who gave this response? This is remarkable. The governor Gavin Newsom yeah. said of the clean up this. I know folks are saying, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming to town. Oh, That's one. true. Hey, keep going. Keep oh, going. Oh. No, keep going. That's fine. 
Sorry. Jake Sullivan talking about the cleanup. The governor Gavin yeah. Newsom said of the cleanup this. I know folks are saying, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming to town. That's true. Does President Biden agree it's more important to impress the leader of China than the American people that live in San Francisco and pay taxes every day? First, I completely reject the premise of your question. But secondly, I don't know what the context of what Governor Newsom said, so I, I won't respond to it. I completely reject the context of your question. What's his title, Jake Sullivan? I don't know. It's National Security Advisor. Yeah. Okay. A man who speaks at a podium. You 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 can't wear a neon green bracelet as National Security Advisor. I know. You know what's funny? I thought the exact same thing. It was like, bro, did you just leave Senior Frogs or something? <laughs> yeah. It's just not. It's just don't do it. Matt. Look, if you're going to go like, <clears throat> and I, I'm saying this in a loving way, Tom Cunningham, if you're going to go like Tom style and be, you know, it, with your your styling and dressing, wear rings and, you know, the type of clothes you wear is your thing, like do it. But if you're not going that way, then you need to leave rings and bracelets and stuff off. I like, agree. Like I, you're, you're either in it and that's your character, like not your character, that's who you are, Tom, but like that's, that's. That's your skin. Either you accessorize or you don't. Or you don't. Like, yeah. if you saw me wearing a bunch of bracelets and rings on this hand, you would probably call someone. You would say, what's what's going on? Well, just, you know, neon green stands for vitality and excitement. <laughs> he, Jake Sullivan exudes vitality <laughs> and excitement for sure. So you don't do that. Clearly, I reject the question. Clearly, that's what's happening. We've seen it time and time again. Biden goes to the border. What do you do? You fence off that section, clean it up. Xi Jinping, Biden, other leaders go to San Francisco. You fence it off, clean it up. Something big's happening in the city. You fence off the Capitol, you know, and the white, like, stop it, stop it. Dude, they did that in L.A. when L.A. had the Super Bowl uh, last year. Hollywood Boulevard, when I was living out there, it was wall-to-wall -wall homeless people, junkies, drug addicts, ne'er-do-wells, everywhere. The week, the Super Bowl week rolls into town, they're all gone, man. It was the most pleasant time to be on Hollywood Boulevard ever. It, the whole city was fantastic at that point. And, you know, like Newsom says, when you have company, you got to clean up. And that's what they do. And when you don't have company, Democrat politicians are like, you know, talking to their voters. Fuck you. We hate you. Keep voting for us because you don't have a choice. And you know what? We make fun of Democrats. Republicans do the same thing. They're like, oh, you don't like the way that I voted on this? Fuck you. You don't have a choice. We, we see that. It, both the, the Democrats and the Republicans hate the people that vote for them. Um, not all of them. There's, you know, some Demo some Republicans, you know, like Eli and Anna, the ones we talk about all the time, who actu actually like the people that they represent. Yeah. A lot of the ones who have been in for a really long time hate their guts. Yeah. I still stand on the question I asked yesterday. What happens to the company that created the Watch Out for Human Feces app? In San Francisco, now that they've cleaned it all up. Well, they've cleaned up a section. Yeah, <laughs> Don't worry. Let's not go crazy. <laughs> the rest of the city is still in tatters, and it will be right back later next week, uh, or later this week, probably even. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's categorically absurd. The whole thing is, and, and look, 
I, I, I just don't get the, the mindset. Of, I understand it because they don't care about the people. They don't care about the city. They care about themselves. That's just always been the case with politicians and so-called elected representatives. I don't get the, the, the concept of not cleaning up in the first place. Literally in the hotel room this weekend, each morning, wake up, let's tidy this shit up. So when we come back from going out and eating and drinking at restaurants or going to the game or whatever, you come back to a nice place. I don't understand. I mean— just letting everything go to shit. Uh, forget the fact that it's a city where everyone lives. Just your own place. It just shows where we are. So many people just nasty, nasty-ass bitches. Yeah, but when you're ideologically driven and you want to eliminate the middle class, you're going to, you know, whatever you can do to crush the middle class, especially their spirit, that's what you're going to do. You know, the, the whole this whole attitude reminds me of the show that I worked on 20-some years ago, and the premise of the show was, you know, you'd have two you'd have two people go into a house while the homeowner wasn't home, take a look around the house, try and decide what kind of personality they had, go shop for them to pack a suitcase to take them on a weekend trip. So anyways, I was in there with my sound guy, and we're walking around, going through their drawers, looking at all their shit to kind of figure out where we'd be filming and everything. And this one dude had a bag of weed next to his nightstand. So I opened it up. My sound man immediately grabbed it, opened it up, smelled it. It's like, this is good shit. Reached in, grabbed a handful and put it in his pocket. I'm like, bro, you can't do that, man. He goes, who's he going to call? And, and put the bag back and put it back in the drawer. And I realized that the guy, if he's missing weed, he's not going to call the police to say somebody <laughs> stole his weed. Someone stole my weed. Right. It's the same thing with Democrat politicians. You know, if people start complaining in San Francisco that they're only cleaning up because Xi Jinping's going to be there, the politicians are going to be like, who are you going to vote for? You're still going to vote for us, so go to yeah. hell. No, true. True. Well, and you, you, you always talk about, too, how when you start seeing city—you've got the— kind of separate but connected thread of when you see litter litter and homeless people and all that stuff ramping up then third world third mm -hmm. world man here we go I, I in my mind when you know we were talking about like oh the like california is getting you know there's this waste and all the stuff that's happening out there it wasn't until like I, I believed it but it wasn't until you sent a video over to us when you were going for a run Tom oh, and, and you're like hey check out the needles next to some diapers <laughs> and some all this and I was like oh it's that bad it's worse than what we thought it's horrible I'm just here to say you work in conservative media now which is one of the biggest hellscapes on the planet because it's impossible because everyone hates us <laughs> but you don't live there anymore yeah so I know. Congrats. It's I silver know. lining. Yeah. Every time, dude, I freak the fuck out, though. When I see garbage that should be somewhere, I'm like, oh, my God, it's following me. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you got to run for mayor. Uh, that's the plan. We're going to clean up the streets. Yep. The clean mayor, the mayor uh, at the end of the year is up. Can't run again. Well, mm. we are. Mm. <laughs> we're behind. The, we're behind on our campaigning. <laughs> we are. Uh, we'll ramp. I, I know some people. I'm just saying. Um, we'll talk about that. Uh, you still have to be on the show, though. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the, the mayoral <laughs> charter says you can and cannot do. But let's get back to Jake Sullivan for a second, because he's answering questions. He just answered. He didn't answer really the question about cleaning up San Francisco for for the Chinaman who's coming in. Um, <clears throat> but then they, they asked the question that I teed up a, a, a while ago on the Chinese spy balloons. And here's what he had to say about that. Yeah. You mentioned that you guys see this as an important meeting on Wednesday, but I'm curious, 
Will the president, during his time with the Chinese president, try to hold China accountable for the spy balloon this year? I know, obviously, it seems like it was 20 years ago, but it was this year. The Chinese have said it was still a weather balloon. They said they should get the technology back. What kind of response are we going to see from the president this week on the spy balloon? Well, as I said before, I'm going to let the president be able to sit down with President Xi and speak to him person to person, face to face, and again, not be doing diplomacy from the podium. And we can report to you afterwards, consistent with whatever um, you know is appropriate to share publicly on these issues. But I will say that uh, President Biden took steps to uh, take down that balloon once it was safe to do so and out of potential harm's way to civilians. We were able to recover it, to exploit it. And from our perspective, the critical thing is that uh, because we were able to protect ourselves along the way of that path, we do not feel that there was any information gained that was problematic. And so the United States, the President, is going to focus at this point on how he stands up for and protects American interests going forward across the full range of challenges in this relationship, of which this is one. Do you want China to apologize? Again, I'm going to let President Biden speak to President Xi. I'm not going to stand here from the podium and, and kind of create threats or raise questions or make particular demands, because I think that will not be the most effective way to secure the diplomatic outcomes the American people are looking for. So here, the recap is, Let's not worry about it because we don't think they got as much as they thought they got from it, more, more or less. So you let a, a, a foreign actor, huge enemy, arguably our biggest enemy, I don't even know that it's arguable, collect intelligence all across the country before ultimately shooting it down, as Tom referenced earlier, trying on a couple others and missing. Shooting it down over salt water. Over salt water. <laughs> and letting it sink to 500 feet. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, no big deal. They didn't get as much as, as they thought they would. But they got something, and they entered sovereign airspace, went over multiple nuclear weapon sites. Parked there. Parked there. <laughs> for, for I mean— I mean, how? I mean, people, please push back against this kind of. I mean, it, it really does. These are the moments where you're like, I, I do feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <clears throat> Excuse me, because they're like, ah, it wasn't that bad. Oops, you know, 9/11, not as many people dead as as they wanted, so it wasn't Some that bad. Some people did something. Yeah, like what? No. Either you stand. Either we're a country, which obviously we're not, because we don't have a closed border, and you can't be a country without borders. But either you're a country who cares about your people and your national security, or you don't. End of story. Like, they didn't get as much as they wanted, so it's you know, there. like, well, like on one of, when that was all happening, when, when that was all happening, we had um, <clears throat> someone on RVM that uh, was a former commander general in NORAD like years ago, and he said, back in my day, we would have shot it down and asked and asked for like forgiveness later. He goes, so there was something that they were told not to shoot it down or not, or there was, because, you know, like, we're just taught, you see something, shoot it down, and they didn't. And As that's you should. If I, was the, if I was in charge of that and they, they came to me and were like, we didn't do this, I would have been like, was there a button? In, did you have a button in front of you? <laughs> yes? Could that button shoot it down? Did you see it on the radar? <laughs> Why the fuck didn't you hit the button? Like, just, come on. Right. You're, if, if it was like over, you know, look, as it's approach, approaching the Aleutian Islands and stuff like that, different story. We've got a bogey. We've got a threat approaching. We don't know what it is. Maybe we do know what it is. Different story. That's time to kind of huddle up and figure out what you're doing. Oh, it's been camped out 
over this nuclear silo. For, <laughs> yeah. Oh, now it's here over this base. Oh, now, like, what? No, and the, and the guy even said, there's certain, oh, I did it again, sorry guys, <laughs> went to the wrong spot, but he even said, there's parts where they said, oh, we're, we can't shoot it down because there's too many civilians in the area, we don't want any, to hit anyone, and he's like, there was many, many, many miles where they could have shot it down over U.S. soil where it would have been completely fine, and no one would have, Montana. yeah, over my, like, <laughs> the, the, he goes, forget it being over the ocean and, and just outside of Alaska, Anywhere else where it said it, they were in the path, there's places that they could have just shot it down. But no, they didn't do that. Yeah. Nope. I can't remember the name of the base, but there are a lot of fighter jets there or bombers there. And the, and the White House or the Pentagon came out and said, it's okay, we put all our planes inside hangars. <laughs> See, and that's what gets me is because we turned the lights off in the buildings. <laughs> yeah. That's what gets me because I've been on military bases filming stuff where there's been— See, I would you, never let your ass on a military base, but keep going. But it was there shooting TV shows and all this stuff and just had a camera and stuff. And that's where it's like we're shooting a, a certain aircraft— and I had someone come and, like, tackle me and push the camera off me. You can't shoot that plane. And I'm like, okay. And I look over at the person who's our, like, rep. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me? She goes, I didn't know. And I was like, well, the MP came out and nearly tackled me and took me out and almost broke the camera. We weren't going to finish shooting. So here they are over base shooting everything. And it's like I couldn't even show a door to a certain aircraft. Right. And it's like, where was that? And uh, Biden, people talking about what Biden's going to say to Xi in these meetings. Biden will say thanks to the president of Chicago. Probably. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. It's a coin flip. Like, there's a decent chance that's what happens. And we'll play the clip for you when it does. But let's move on to Kathy Hochul, because that's all concerning, right? Our government, our lack of, of leadership, our lack of security, our lack of a border, our lack of all those things. Super, super concerning. But then you see what they're doing inside of the what used to be borders, inside of what used to be our country. And and you hear comments and you see, by the way, keep in mind, though, all the stuff we've talked about on social media over the years, censorship, stuff related to elections, all of that, the the push by the federal government, particularly the Department of Justice, in, in efforts to create new units and divisions for Domestic extremists, domestic terrorists, which, reminder, is you. That's you. It's all of you guys out there and us. But you've got all that. You've got them banning fossil fuels in Kathy Hochul state. No natural gas stoves in buildings moving forward. No this, that, and the other. No in no natural gas stoves in restaurants. In restaurants, yes. No, no, no using fossil fuels for lawn equipment in California. All this stuff happening. And then she comes out and talks about monitoring social media. Uh, if this doesn't want you to get out of New York, most of you have. You live in my neighborhood now. But if, if you're still there, if this doesn't make you want to get out, I don't, know, I don't know what will. Also, we're very focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts. What's being said on social media platforms. And we have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity and reach out to people when we see hate speech being spoken about on on online platforms. Our media analysis, our social media analysis unit has ramped up its monitoring of sites to catch incitement to violence, direct threats to others. And all this is in response to our desire, our strong commitment to ensure that not only do New Yorkers be safe, but they also feel safe. 
okay? That's not your job. The, the safe part in terms of streets and infrastructure, getting rid of potholes, making sure bridges don't collapse, yes. But notice, like, if, if, if notice, our, our investigative team, our surveillance. Yeah, our surveillance. Of social media. How many people know in New York State that the state has a social media analysis unit? tracking speech she's not even talking about threats she's talking about this nebulous thing that we call hate speech who defines hate speech it's never been defined before all hate speech is when defined is what we don't agree with and that's the reason why they keep pushing it same thing with weapons of war and you know the the, the military grade rifles and all in assault weapons because they throw these terms out there so they don't have to define them. Right. Yeah. And, and then later on in that clip, she's talking about how, you know, now with this analysis to see, you know, who's spreading hate speech, we're able to contact them? Say yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you know what, Drew Berquist, you uh, posted a meme that us at the, um, you know, social media spy unit came across and we wanted to know what uh what exactly did you mean by this yeah and and, and i kind of chuckle but it, i mean this is a real serious thing i mean because you know, we, look we we pick on and we all should the patriot act and 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 certain government charters and documents that are out there that give people the ability to to do things in the name of safety and security that's where we always get duped right this is for your best interest but notice, and, and you can still get some people on that, and, and we still, we do. We like, look, we want people going after bad guys and monitoring stuff. We want it to end there. It doesn't, and that's, that's one of the big problems, right? But she's not referencing in her speech. This is in a, in a response to increased attacks and, or threats of attacks by Hamas and Iran proxy groups. This is, you the people are concerning, concerning us so we've developed this unit, and we're tracking it based on—she brought up negativity. So you can't be negative on social media. Have you been on social media? It's the most negative, awful place ever. That's what it is. I don't like it, but that's what it it's is. It's a cesspool of negativity, and everybody knows it. Uh, absolutely. So you're going after negativity and hate speech, which, as, as you define, Tom, is this super ambiguous term that no one can define except for the left when it's convenient for them. They're, they're not saying this is based on a threat to the New York government or to a New York community. They're just saying, we don't like you. You're not sticking to the prescribed narrative, and we don't like what you're saying. So we're saying you, and you alone are negative, even though everyone else is there, and you alone are spewing hate speech, and you alone will be locked up as an insurrectionist and right. someone who's going against— what we deem to be acceptable. It is that is some terrifying shit right there. It's very chilling. And plus, she was trying to you could tell that she was uncomfortable with what she had to say because there was no way of getting around it. Because yeah. there were a couple of times there were stops and starts in what she was saying. Because if you're really going after people who are a direct threat, you would say we're going after people who are a direct threat through our cyber crimes unit working with the state police, right? That would be the normal course of an investigation. But to say, to come right out and say that we have a social media analysis unit, that's some chilling shit. What you're saying is we have the speech police now. Right. 
That's what it is. Period. You literally can't, and you can't back your way out of that. Right. Like, we heard what we heard. Yeah. Yeah, and people will hopefully question her on that, and she'll try and back her way up, but don't, but don't let her, because there's no way. If, if you wanted to do, I mean, the, the, the right way they've done it over all the years is, is in, like, legit, meaningful safety for people, not what she's referring to. But she went, to your point, straight to the hoop on this. If we don't like what you're saying, you're going to be receiving a visit. You're yeah. going to be arrested. You're going to be whatever, whatever the case. It doesn't matter what the punishment is. It's not her job. It's not the, the, the state of New York's job to do it. Yeah. And then the thing that always gets me is when people talk about, you know, assault weapons and she talks about hate speech and other people talk about hate speech like it's something clearly defined that we've known about for years. You know, well, if you're espousing hate speech, then, of course, we're going to come, you know, and knock on your door and contact you and, you know, talk to you about, you know, what your post read and everything. And it's like... Wait a second. First of all, none of us know what it is. Right. You know, we don't know what hate speech is. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's not defined. And I always go back to the fact where people are like, oh, I'm in an open book. If the government wants to know anything about me, they can. It really doesn't matter. They can look into whatever they want. Hey, man, that stance is fine and dandy, but you're not the one who decides if you've broken any laws. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and this this parlays into so many things. It's not just, you know, it's not just hate speech. You, you bring up assault rifles. This ties into red flag laws. People people get behind the concept of, well, red flag laws make sense because we shouldn't let crazy-ass bitches have guns. Yeah, but who's defining who crazy-ass bitches are? Exactly. Like, that. that you, you cannot give an inch on anything. No. Like, you just can't because it will come back to bite you. And, and like you're saying— on on I, I'm an open book. I don't break any laws. That that that's not true. It it, it might be true. Probably not because we all do break laws every day. But you can't walk out of your house with breaking a law, man. There's without so many yeah without breaking a law. It happens to all of us whether we mean to or not. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Whenever I hear someone at a podium talk about hate speech or hate crimes, I'm always reminded of. The clip, uh, the scene in The Office when someone takes a dump in Michael Scott's office, and he's like, this is a hate crime. And then Stanley's like, that's not what a hate crime is. He's like, well, I hated it. <laughs> and it's like, that's their definition of what a hate crime is. Exactly. Because I hated it. I don't like is a hate, hate crime. crime. Yeah. 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 Yep. And I don't like you, so now I'm going to call the cops on you, and they're going to take your guns. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't like your post. <laughs> So, I mean, it just it just cascades into so many things, which is why I mean, it sounds so it sounds so intolerant and ridiculous to be like, don't give an inch on anything. But that's where we are. You can't. You just can't. We have terms like generational trauma. Right. <laughs> you know, you can't give an inch on anything because it will be exploited. And then and the next thing you know, we're going to have flag football instead of tackle. Well, flag football is coming to the uh, not Olympics. this next Olympics, but the yeah. one in L.A. But I hate it. but and it, like you're saying, they have the the post-Trump stress disorder now. Like he stressed me out, and this is, and they're going to therapy for it. Like, stop it. I have PTSD all brought on by Trump. No, you don't. You didn't get your way, and you got upset for four years. Yeah. That has, that has nothing to do with post-traumatic stress well, no. and you're st and, and likely you're still upset because you're, you were unable to cope then, and you're still, 
You're still beat down by it. I wish we had the clip yeah. of that lady yelling when... No. Yeah. <laughs> no! <laughs> Got it somewhere. Um, all right. One last clip I want to get to, because this, this take I love, and it comes from someone who looks great um, at the same time. Top of her game right now. By the way, uh, so I'm going to show you a clip of Megyn Kelly, by the way, talking about illegal immigration. She's going to be on the show tomorrow, isn't she? Yeah, definitely. She's going to be right here. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know what? Taryn was on her show last night. Oh, she was? Really? Taryn Gregson was That's on. Awesome. Uh, I think it was last night. But I think she was on the same night as this outfit. Because I saw the clips. Well, she can wear the same outfit twice. I mean, yeah, that's true. She can. Yeah. And we encourage it uh, when you're here too. Um, but no, no, no. Megan, Megan is on top of her game. All joking aside, she's been doing a lot of things. Going to do the last, or not, I don't know if it's the last, the next, shall we say, GOP debate. That's she's right. Yeah. One of the the moderators, which I'm kind of interested to watch. I haven't really watched any of them, but I'm interested to watch that one just because I want to see how she does. Uh, I still probably won't, but. <clears throat> She was talking about illegal immigrants and some of the protests and all this kind of stuff that's going on, kind of tied it all in together and had some, some pretty wise words, I think. You don't like America? Get out! Get out! We don't want you here either. You don't want to be here? We don't want you. It's perfect. Go home. Honestly, like these, half these people are chanting in Arabic about this country that they've clearly chosen, but it's not good enough for them. Get out! We don't need you here. I feel like we need to have like an organ, like a mm-hmm behind that. Mm-hmm. I, I, she sums up, I think, how a great majority of us feel right now when we see these protests with Palestinian flags, when we yeah. see these assholes climbing, climbing up lampposts and tearing down American flags, when we see these assholes lighting you know, uh, um, French flags on, fly, on fire, when we see these assholes, you know, the police backing down and arresting old, old British men for holding up, you know, the uh, Union Jack— and right. saying, "Oh, you're 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 gonna you're an incitement to violence." You know, all of us are to the point of when we see these assholes of like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, nobody wants you. Guess what? Nobody wants you in the Mid East. And you know what? You can be welcome here, but as soon as you start talking shit and trying to get us to adapt to your life, get the fuck out of here. Period. If you want to assimilate, assimilate. That's all fine and good. We can live together and we can be friends. We can do whatever. If you don't like it here and you don't like the fact that there are Jewish people that live next to you, move. Right. Get the fuck out. Yeah. And it could be that issue or any other issue. Yeah. I mean, that's the, she's talking about all the pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas protesters there. But yeah, it could be anything. It could be about abortion. It could be about anything. If you think it's so awful, leave. We say we, that all the time. We and did, it's the same thing about the show. You don't like the show. I mean, it's, it's simpler on the show level. You don't like it? Go to a different channel. We did a story last night on the on this family from Venezuela who's in Chicago and doesn't like the fact they're not getting the benefits that they thought they were going to get. And it's like, oh, you don't like it? Get the fuck out. Go back to Venezuela. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and th that should tell you a lot about Chicago right. when you have Venezuelans going, you know what? This city's fucked up. We should probably go back to, you know, <laughs> where, where it's all good and, you know, communist Venezuela. Yeah. No, we, we, uh, we work for our shit here. It's not easy. It's gotten a lot harder since all of you guys got here and took all the taxpayer dollars. Not that we want them for me, but it, but it is. I mean, that's the, I, I saw I, I didn't see all of the show, but I saw I saw that part where you you were talking about that. And it is remarkable.
Like, oh, it's fan- it's one of my favorite stories of this week. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, like I said last night, it discredits all the people who came over here the right way, assimilated, became a U.S. citizen, threw away wh- where they came from, say I'm a U.S. citizen. It now discredits them, unfortunately, and it's like, and I've talked with them, and they're like, it's. They're doing it wrong. We did it right. No, you can't find. Look, you're not. I mean, there's there probably is one out there like there is in any crowd. You can't find a legal immigrant who's done it the right way. Who's like, yeah, it's fine. Let them come in for free. Send them wherever they want. Give them benefits. Rush them through. Give them this status or that status. No, because all of them understand what it means to come here. And by the way, the ones who came here legally came to assimilate. Yeah. And want to be an American. Not a Palestinian or a Venezuelan or a Colombian or a fill in the blank. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you yeah. come from. They literally, almost on, on the reports from DHS, almost every country in the world has come across the border. I think it's like 171 countries. If you're not coming here to be an American, you should leave. Yeah. This isn't the right place for you. And all the ones who legally did it have worked their ass off to be a viable citizen, to have a, to have a job, to be successful. Right. And all these people are coming, they just want stuff handed it to them. Yeah. My poor dry cleaner is losing his mind, man. I love the stories you Every have. Every time him. that I go in there, my dry cleaner is a Lebanese American. He's a Christ, he's a Lebanese a Christian from Lebanon, and he was, you know, he he grew up during the uh, Civil War there. He got out, he was raised in France and then immigrated to the United States with his mom and dad and his brothers and everything. Every time that I go in to drop off dry cleaning, He's like, Tom, I just can't take this shit anymore. What is going on with this country? I, I, I don't know what's happening. All of a sudden, you've got all these people marching in the street and, you know, and, and you know, waving these Palestinian flags. He's like, do, do you people know who these people are <laughs> and what they're capable of? And do you know what this whole movement's about, these Israelis? And it, it just, it's mind-blowing. And he just he goes off every time. He's like, I cannot believe that this country is turning into a communist in this country he's like i spent you know what was it 10 years in france and i and he's like i know what socialism is like you don't want it and he goes now i see socialism and i see you on the cusp of communism and all of a sudden you have the palestinians coming in and you know and the jews are on the run he was like i my mind is is, is just exploding every day yeah no i no i mean and he's right Again, he's one of the ones who did it the right way and is terrified of what the country has become because you didn't come here. You didn't move here to be a shithole. And, and, and that's what's going to be remarkable about this, because deep down, that Venezuelan family is just one example. You've got people fleeing communism, fleeing shitholes, and then they're like, I want to go to San Francisco. And then they get sent there and they're like, never mind. Out. <laughs> this looks a lot like where I came from. They just have a couple more, you know, swanky restaurants, but it, it, that's that's where we are. That that's the state of the country, and and it doesn't have to be that way. Is what's so frustrating. Like we always say, there is a solution to fix all of this stuff: fix the border, fix our economy, fix our energy independence. There's a ready-made solution. There's multiple ready-made solutions for almost all of those issues, if you want to fix it. And that is the problem: is our so-called elite don't want to fix it because this is part of overhauling what our country looks like. And anyone who thinks that that's just hearsay or conspiracy, guys, read a fucking history book. <laughs> Look around, see what's happening. Look at your own personal situation. Some of you are still doing okay financially and this, that, and the other. that's great, and I, ho- and I hope you are. But 
look at the actual facts and and your surroundings and and see what's really happening it's this isn't the, we're not in the fucking 1980s anymore no and it wasn't perfect then but when you look back now you're like well that was kind of blissful like it's it's things are changing they're changing fast and 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 you should be able to see that they don't have to be but they are and then you have to ask the question why are they and there's really only one reason for that so it's by design by design it's to crush the United States and crush Western civilization so after the Third World War, we can realign the entire world the way the global elites want. Yeah. And that's my tinfoil hat talking. Or is it? <laughs> that's the second question of the day. <laughs> uh, okay, folks. Um, we've got lots of random. Sorry, my, the buttons are so close to each other. Uh, it happens. <laughs> it happens. Um, okay, folks, good, good to be back with you again tonight. I just we put out a thing in the chat there. Please hit that like button if you have not already. If you came late and had not hit it, please hit it. It all goes a long way. I know it seems vain. I know it seems simple, maybe even dumb, but it, it does matter. So please hit that like button. Share, share, share away with friends and family, um, colleagues, any any of those people. It all helps a ton. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Looking forward to tomorrow. We got tomorrow. We got Thursday. And then next week, we'll be here Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Thanksgiving, we are off. Uh, but lots of content coming up. Lord knows the world's going to give us plenty to talk about. I wish that it wouldn't. Uh, it always does. But it always does. So we'll look forward to continuing this conversation tomorrow. Have a great night. Be safe if you're driving somewhere. Uh, if you're home, pour yourself another drink. Settle in. Relax. We'll see you tomorrow. Be safe. Be smart. Be free.